Welcome back to WTF and Vonadil. I'm Spicy Ryan, and I'll take you to the next level with... Phasing. No, no, no. Fox, are you sleeping over there? What's going on? Hey, I, I wasn't sure where you were going with that one. No, no, I just, I'm taking the next level, man. <laughs> Gross. Very. I, I, I don't know how that works. Uh, I'm, I'm going to show you today how we go to the next level, Fox. So, oh, okay. So, the Fox Danger. Yeah, there we go. The Fox Danger. And you may have already heard him already, but returning to the show unexpectedly, but nonetheless welcomely, is himself, Dr. Greenthumb. He likes to tell you just where he's from, 420 basing it, and he has the greenhouse effect with the C-Connect that the DEA just can't keep in check. <laughs> and we're going to be talking today about Warrior. You forgot our other guest, Norcris. Oh, yes. Say hi, Norcris. Thanks, man. Thanks. That's all the contributions from Norcris today. Norcris is a member of Fox's Static who always plays Warrior and never speaks. So he's here in his typical fashion. He's not here. He's just, you know, he wouldn't know if he was or not. It's true. And if you couldn't read it from the title, today we're talking about Warrior. And that's why we brought Basing on. He's going to, you know, take us through his whole Warrior experience in describing the job to you. And we're definitely going to talk about Nagling today because... What is Warrior without Nagling? Lots of things. There are lots of things, <laughs> correct. So I guess we'll start with you, Basing. How you doing? I'm doing good. Um, I haven't been up to a lot of th stuff lately, just uh, getting Imperium uh, pieces ready for a couple of jobs that I might see them making better in the future. So just getting them ready in case. Black Mage? Got all the black mage pieces, yeah. Got uh, some thief pieces, uh, some ranger pieces, dragoon, and one more job I can't think of at the moment. But yeah, just got a bunch of stuff ready because I don't want to outclaim like pop and M's versus twenty other people when the the update lands or some bullshit. So yeah, it seems kind of gross. I don't think anybody does. I know the like the first day they announced that shit. I went out and, and took care of like the last of my my black mage Empyrean that I hadn't uh, I hadn't upgraded yet. I have my pup body in the NPC right now. I'm hoping that it's going to be good. Besides a macro for overdrive reduction or overload reduction. Sorry, that overdrives the Empyrean body duration. Not Empyrean. God damn it! The fucking Empyrean body's the overload reduction. The relic body is the overdrive duration. He's got it. There's the pup episode, guys. There you go. There it is. Complete. But otherwise, you've been making any other weapons or camping anything basing? Because you seem to always be making something for some job. Uh, now, uh, lately, just been getting uh, those uh, Gladwar shells and uh, Chloris butts and all that stuff. But I do have uh, Redemption and Rongo at uh, the Chloris stage. So I've oh. been using my uh, login points to get some extra buds. Wait, you camped the NMs for both those weapons just to get them to the same stage? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of insane like that. I'm just collecting most of them. And I always want to see for myself how the weapons are because you always hear stuff, you read stuff, and I just want to see for myself. You know, Fox, we know a couple other players like that, except when it comes to basing, for some reason, he manages to use the weapons more effectively. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either, man. It's weird. Yeah, I just finished my Farsha 2 R15 uh, like uh, two days ago, so been having lots of fun with that. And have honestly, you? Because I, I have not had much fun with mine. Oh, I've been enjoying it like 
Mistralax, even though it's not as yeah, that's not perfect, of course, but yeah, I've been having nice numbers with it and a fun experience. It's the pulling 15 yam distance, I think, that you've been able yeah, to do the one, most. Yeah, one, one, 150 yams, according to Ni. Hey, Ni, shout out to Ni. <laughs> that, is, that is actually why I like it, too. Um, Can't even see the mob on your screen and it hits it. Yeah, and not, not only because it's hard, but just that you don't get that, that stupid like weapon skill too far or whatever and then drops your TP. Like It's it, very hard to get that. It's fusion element, right? Yeah, yeah. Basically, Warrior lives in Fusion Land. That's so nice. That and Decimation. Oh, yeah. And well, Warrior only lives in Fusion Land if it has multiple weapons that aren't Nagling, because if you have a sword, you got no fusion. So you have to use a Great Axe for, like, Upheaval or Decimation or uh, the Minstrel Axe, or probably even use a different weapon that I'm not thinking off the top of my head and get fusion, too. Um, yeah, it's like, basically, it's, it's going to be its Great Axe and Axe options. And you get a lot of fusion options out of it. And, uh, yeah, it, it's just just kind of strange that, like, all these jobs gravitate towards a fragment, certain fragmentation weapon skill. And then Warrior also has access to that weapon skill, but it's also kind of nice just to have it use its fusion option because there are so many surrounding fragmentation weapon skills and so forth and so on. But I guess we're, like, getting into the episode at that point. Yeah, Warrior actually kind of lacks fragmentation. <laughs> You have to either use King's Justice or Uko's Fury to get frag. Oh, boy. Yeah, so when it comes to non... <laughs> other jobs having tons of frag is not a bad thing for Warrior. But then again, you have to be concerned with skill chaining and not just spamming a non-skill chaining weapon skill. You can sense my bitterness going out already. We're going to keep it positive. No, we're not going to keep it positive. So <laughs> how... <laughs> thank you for coming back, Bazin. And yeah, glad to be here. <laughs> and how are you doing, Fox? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I've almost got uh, Puppet 2 Master. Uh, puppet Master 2 Master. So I, I figured that'd be kind of a hard sentence to say. A Master Puppet uh, Master to Master? Yeah, I've been enjoying the job. I really like it post-1200. Um, having the extra elemental capacities has got me brewing up some stupid ideas it that feels, are bad. feels so good, doesn't it? Just be able to put on an extra attachment considering the dramatic effect it can have. Oh yeah, like the first thing I did was I slapped on a bunch of attachments to see how high I can raise the puppet's evasion. I was doing Henwin last night, and of course I'm on Puppet Master because that's the best job to fight Henwin with, in my opinion. Just you oh, know, of course, yeah, my bias. I mean, you could have a pal and hold it and just kill it, but I think it's just better to be a Puppet Master because we're killing it as one of three. We're not just going in to kill it. We can choose whatever job we want. We're going in Summoner. Monk we took, um, Warrior with a club, a Red Mage with a club, Puppet Master, and I think we had, like, just, like, we even have a heal at that point? The sixth job wasn't even, like, a... We, we didn't even have anything else for us. We had, like, no buffs well, at that point. You don't point. need a healer. Yeah, you don't, yeah, you because the puppet... Buff, but you don't need a healer. Yeah, the puppet didn't, obviously, can't be healed, so... You know, with, with that setup, as the, you know, a group of three NMs, that was a great team of blunt users that don't, you don't use other jobs just to go at it and pop a course tanking it and not having a problem and then also countering the mob and other nonsense that the puppet can do. Yeah. And then I'm also situating it for end guy. I'm going to end up swapping with Hayden so that that way he can start going monk and I'll start going puppet master to our end guy runs. That sounds more optimal based on your group's dynamic. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I do more meleeing on, on those kinds of jobs. And, you know, he, he, of course, holds it just fine, but we don't always need that. In the, in the community for Pup, there's a real lack of cookie cutting, which a lot of other jobs that are more surface level, like Warrior, has where you just, 
typically there's not too much variance in how you use your job abilities or what you wear too much in terms of being able to put out some optimized DPS or effectively fill in the role for your job. But Pup has so many different ways that you have to adjust various levers and pull things that, uh, you know, you can't just do that on Pup. So most Puppet Masters that you run into haven't either messed around with it because the groups don't need it or don't care or they just don't have experience doing those sorts of things. Because if you're going to do something like Hemlin and mess around and you're, you know, you, you see Fox being 1200 alone is super huge for the attachments. But you have to also have to like change your gear sets around pretty heavily where you still want to be wearing some Puppet M mini plus while also still getting Puppet DT. And if you're fighting, you still want to mix. So you're trying to balance a bunch of different things out there alone on top of attachments to make your, you're like customizing attachments to your gear set on top of it at that point. And most people aren't getting that nitty gritty with it. And the effect of, you know, balancing out several different things at once, several different styles with attachments and everything is a huge impact on how you can apply the job to something like him when we talk about it. So, you know, not if someone's not dedicated to doing that or thinking about it in depth as you would, Fox, most players aren't able to really adjust to doing that. Yeah, I've got a I've got a pretty interesting uh, Harley tank uh, setup that I'm going to try for that for that fight in particular for Henwin. See how it goes. Uh, no, for Engai. Okay, for Engai, where I, can see it. I, was I don't say, where I don't have to wear any pet DT or anything. For Henwin, I was going to say I can't see not using Valorage with the shield block. Oh yeah, you have to. Yeah, you, have, uh, you yeah. need the barrier modules. The barrier stuff. modules yeah. and shield block aren't optional for Henwin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have a bad time. Although having a Remage dispel his Zealous Snort does help a lot in terms of reducing HP bleed and enmity loss on it, but. That's right. Yeah, for sure. Just still handle it without it. But yeah, I've been uh, I've been soloing all of the the CP on it, and I've been doing Omen on the job just so I can get the cards, and it gives you a pretty good amount of uh, job points too. It gives you like thirty ish. So it goes just down do- heavily as you get into master levels, though. Well, yeah, but I mean, I only care about mastering it right now, and uh, yeah, so I've got that going. I'm getting the uh, the upgrades. Um, I just got the the feed at plus three uh, from artifacts, and then I'm going to do the body because I like the HP boost. Um, I don't actually have the feet for AF because it's, you know, I typically, I mean, I have never needed them, so I've never made them because they're just a gnaw effect versus uh, maintenance actually taking off a race uh, type of things. I mean, it's extra oil. As if then we may fight, have but. to edit the wiki because the wiki says that it handles a race too. It, as far as I know, I even just looked at that page recently. <laughs> the feet itself were gnaw effects and not a race, but maintenance is a race. You can always test it based on go get the puppet choked or something and then use. <laughs> oh boy! That's <laughs> when your kinks now. when your kinks coming out. I, I just gravitated towards choke first because. Yeah, the description for it says it will remove any status ailment which eraser nos spells can remove. Hmm. Because on the page on on the specific page itself. Foyer Babuchi is plus three. Yeah, that's what it says. I'm reading it right now. You could say that I might be an illiterate fellow, but I am reading it directly off the page. But anywho, yeah, I made those feet, and then I plan on making the body. Um, I found out I don't need the head, but I actually do need to get my ass in gear and get the um, the rest of my unlocks for Dynamis, because uh, I only have feet unlocked. Because, of course, the first thing I did on Puppet Master is I made the nuking set like an idiot. Um, well, the puppet nukes pretty hard, but I don't really use it that often. And then I also have my Kinkonkin baking already, too. It is uh, a race or not. Why the hell? I looked it up so recently, like a week ago, too, and I'm like, oh, it's just not. Sounds like you need to go into Omen. I do need to go into <laughs> Omen, but I also have like 13 stacks of blue cards and 99 and a mule that I could also oh, exchange over. 
Yeah, for real. Yeah, that is. I just been using the Rao feet for extra repair potency in terms of the regen or whatever on the puppet. So, but yeah, my my plan though is to get the body and the feet at plus three, and then also the legs at plus three because having the six DT on that slot along with uh, MP and cure potency isn't the worst thing in the world because I want to play around with more casty puppets, even though they suck. They are, um, and bad. especially um, trying to get a casty puppet that actually works while being able to cure. So. The I'm fast cast is, mad science. Is, is an issue that the puppet could really use more fast cast. It has reduction oh, I, time I no with like yeah. the uh, the power cooler or whatever, but it doesn't have like fast cast um, attachments. For like the puppet frames in, in general, usually you have extra room compared to the melee frames, generally. Uh, so yeah. it'd be nice if there's actually a fast cast attachment instead of the other stuff we have. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, I uh, I just I'm just gonna play around with those though because it doesn't seem like they're explored very often. So I'm going to kind of see what I can make out of it. Speaking it's not like the puppet ever needs to be cured that often anyway. So. No. Well, when you're tanking with it, I mean, the the, H, the MP is low on the Harlequin, but... Yeah, but I mean, you usually want to run it out of MP so it stops doing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it can yeah, still yeah. cure itself. That's me. Just gotten real deep into Puppet Master. Um, Leviathan, I've been pumping my Astrals. I've been getting from those farms into it, and it's almost rank 8 now, I think. Last episode, um, you also mentioned that you were working on that um, Lua thing for Puppet Master Automaton um, identification. Did I mentioned it on the podcast. I thought you mentioned it last podcast. Oh no! Uh, so I actually finished that. So I have a um, I have something built in my Lua right now where it'll actually it kind of works like the skill chains add on, but from the Puppet Master or sorry from the puppet's point of view. So it will actually equip all of the gear that's needed in the right time frames and everything. It's it's actually a completely fixed version of what all the other Luas fail to fail to do. Uh, the problem is that the server side doesn't know that. And the server side is the, is the big issue, as a lot of puppet masters know. Um, so the, the problem is, is that even though the gear gets swapped on in time, like if, I, like if I were to do the master weapon skill, if that gear was on in the same timing, I would have the bonus uh, that I would get from that gear. The, the problem is I don't know when the server side does the calculation for it. So even though I can go in and I can throttle the TP values where it starts to trigger that stuff, um, it, it it just I haven't gotten one that consistently gets it to work no you, matter what I do. You can see it with Dragoon if you throw on like um, the hands, the stupid hands from Esha Abyssia. I forget their name. They're like the they start with the D, I think. Like, like pet HP plus the big amount or other pet HP pluses um, like the feet, the uh, relic feet for Dragoon. You can put yeah. those on and you'll see how long sometimes it takes the HP bar of the Wyvern to actually expand because you've gone up so much HP for something that has low HP. And yeah. that's that's the server time it takes for the puppet as well. So when you're using... The issue, though, the is it's not consistent. So if yes. it's not consistent, you can end up wearing that gear longer than you want, which defeats the purpose of even making this feature to begin with. It, can, it depends. Because it, it's a regular interval tick. It's like maybe three seconds or so. It might even be a little more. Sometimes it feels like for Dragoon. Where if you hit it right before it happens, it's already refreshed in the server and sent it back. So it, it could be like within one second, or if you just missed it, it could be like three or so seconds. Oh, yeah. If it's happening at a tick rate, then it's it's pointless to do because you're a corpse by then with a lot of the stuff you want to make sure you're in the right set for. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. It works. So should it ever actually get updated, it's it's uh, it's fantastic. It works on the frame refresh rate. I uh, think, I think it could be useful if the Empyrean gear has gear that's good enough to wear, but also like the head or something. The head's almost good enough to wear right now. Yeah, well, plus one is super old at this point, but 
Yeah. But if it's good enough that it doesn't really impact your master um, damage or you're able to get away with the loss of D, you know, the, all the things kind of line up. I could see using it for newer gear that comes out that helps the puppets still for that same effect but doesn't really impact you as a, as a master. I could see it definitely being useful for that, which would have an impact and be useful. Mm, it just doesn't... It's it's not gonna swap in the way we want it to right now. Well, so I have the I have the feature. It's it's built in my Lua. I just always have it turned off because anything I have like that, I always have a toggle on off for. I'm saying it could maybe um, work a third of the time as it is based on the server refreshing and then you getting logged. That's being real generous. It was actually working like one out of ten times okay. as far as like the server noticing the gear was there. But if it in general added a little extra delay in there and you as a master were using it before the you know, if it just put it on for an extended amount of time that's not really impacting your TP or anything that's going on, I mean, it's going to impact if your weapon's going to take off the gear. I'm saying if it's if there's enough gear that makes sense to have on in general that doesn't kill your TP gain as a master. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't care about the TP gain side. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll sacrifice a round of attack for getting better puppet weapon skills. Like, that's that's most likely a beneficial trade. The, the problem is the DT you're not wearing yeah. and both you and your puppet becoming a corpse because of it. Yeah, that is the problem. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's that's been me um, doing doing pup stuff now that I feel like I have Black Mage squared away in a good place. Um, I, I'm still going to finish a Verglamir also, because I might as well, you know, catch them all when it comes to stage. Did you finish Leviathan, you said? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, it's already um, Master, or it's already Rank 8, Ooh. or Rank 7 or 8. Ooh. Yeah, so it's Very doing nice. good. Yeah, the staff is sick, by the way. Like You can do all sorts of really cool things, and it does actually change how you play Black Mage <sighs> quite a bit. I'll have to start building up tokens. The melee stuff you can do with it is hilarious, actually. Is it? Because I've just been using yeah. Katvanga and liking it because I'm always using a cold acumen anyway. So when I farm Omen on Black Mage, I actually go in his Black Mage Sub Samurai. <laughs> really? And I just go on a Vito Hunir tangent. And I just annihilate everything with Vito Hunir. You don't just cataclysm the first two groupings of beetles and no. everything? No, because I'm, I'm weird about applying Treasure Hunter, even if I know something doesn't work. I mean, so you could just I do it a mob at a time. You could apply Treasure Hunter with Sleepka if you want. Yeah, I could, but I don't, because I I'm always paranoid about uh, the mob losing hate on me, and then I fuck up and it's not there anymore or whatever. So I just ensure that it gets on. I don't think you could lose hate there. It's so enclosed and small for the first two areas. Don't know. I don't risk it though, and I just kill things one at a time, and I just basically run around insta one shotting everything with meter hunter. I could see that then. Yeah, that's the boost to that's actually another huge selling point for that weapon. Yeah, and black Knight, actually when you have um. When you have that aftermath up, you can do all of the objectives, including the six step, <laughs> which is pretty dumb. Sounds oh, like I'll start making it. It's I'll join you. I, I, I can see the loss as long as you can hit the mob and you're not killed by being on the front line, which would be a big difference between Kadvanga and Leviathan. As long as you are actually getting an attack round in there, I could see the loss of the occult acumen not mattering because you have extra TP gain. Oh, I would still absolutely use um, Kat Vanga for situations, especially if I'm like cataclysming Dynamis. There's, there's well, no yes. reason to use Levitan. I'm there. talking in this specific instance. If you were AOEing with one versus the other, as long as you're hitting something, the extra cold acumen you've lost while still getting TP from it from other cold acumen. Oh yeah, I don't even would be mitigated. It. Yeah, I, I don't even notice it at all. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. It, it's it's funny to watch you engage. You don't even show an animation go by, and you already have 800 TP on Black Mage. <laughs> It's pretty fucking stupid. I got accused of, of flea hacking on Black Mage today by running around, so people are going to be surprised when Black Mage does more than nothing. That's that's a weird one, man. 
Like Pac-Man doesn't even get that much movement speed. Yeah, I mean, it was it was campaign. It was serious business. Serious, serious business. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm a little more long-winded this time than usual, but that's about it for me, though. I'm, I'm done. How about you, man? What do you got going on? Did you guys ever resume your um, your Odyssey runs? Or yeah, yeah, we did. Um, we recently. Uh, we actually recently just got back up to where we were before um, in terms of how we used to have like Felgar on Paladin and then we had a scholar in the group. Uh, we actually went back to White Mage and we just did a, a couple runs that were exactly the same as our other ones where I was on Paladin and we used a White Mage instead. You went back to Paladin? Oh, there you go. Yeah, I went, I went back to Paladin. Uh, I did it on Black Mage, but um, the problem is that we need someone to go scholar uh, in order to make the Black Mage work because I need better hate spells and I would have to go sub blue. And the only way pal- uh, Black Mage is going to be able to go sub blue is if someone can give you a, a long phalanx. Oh boy! So that's the issue. So we need a red mage or a, or a scholar to make that happen, and then it'd be perfectly fine because, Wait. like, otherwise, I, I was fine for the entire run. So are you talking about just having Black Mage fill the run of tank there by subbing blue and and being essentially a paladin without any of JAs? Yeah, it's a paladin, but instead of curing, you crowd control. I could see so that. So you, you sleep good things, and then you, yeah. It would let the bard not have to worry about sleeping and do more DPS, too. Yeah. Because I don't it, know. Which is fine. I don't think Black Mage could do any damage in there that's reasonable or worth the MP. Well, you got to look at how we approach it, too. Uh, we we exclusively do joke strats, so the, the Black Mage, or the Paladin and the Blue Mage are usually teamed up when we do our runs, and then they do, like, other things after the Doom happens. Um, but it makes more sense for a black mage to be paired up with a blue mage because the they can help each other sleep basically. Like there's no weird issues anywhere. Considering we've been seeing it's we're losing like a hundred k a run or so based on how successful the dooming is, I can't see using multiple blue mages anymore. One blue mage doing doom, I think, is oh. always good. I mean, we could probably replace the black mage with, with another blue mage. Too. I mean, just like, it's not about blue. dooming. It's just it's just about help rounding it up, and then also being the errand boy at the end by like getting like the odds and ends chests and getting the uh the nm the pop nm and bringing it to the dudes and then also going and like pulling a halo so they don't have to individually pull like if the timing's good like there's a lot of stuff you can still do after you do your doom pull um with that that provides a benefit for having a tank so and black mage can fill that role just fine and the 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 only issue like i was saying is uh the lack of native phalanx the lack of hate gear too you only have accessories and a cape if you make one I do fine. Like I think I rock like plus sixty something. You would need to have the scout at that point too for Animus Wago. Wago? No, you don't need it. Boom, boom, boom. Hear me say Wago. Yeah, the 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 hate doesn't really matter that much because the DDs are going to destroy what they immediately hit. You just have to be able to keep hate off of the other people trying to sleep stuff, or like keep hate off of the doom when applicable. Like if it's out of fetter, because that's a big one that'll kill your blue mage. Um, is like if they happen to like have to come out of a set for whatever reason and the halo mobs are hitting them that's why i have then, an override yeah. may should die they need an override for not switching gear when they're being hit by a halo yeah and mine doesn't either or i don't either when i'm on blue but i don't expect all the blues to do that so it's fine it's not that much of a it's like two lines to throw in there yeah but if the dude can't do it or doesn't do it or hasn't had the presence of mind to do it I'm then not they're bad. going a different job no they'll just he'll just continue to do things it's fine it works out just fine there's always like a sharp you, you departure. Really, There's always like a sharp really, departure, Fox, when like it comes down to certain things on jobs. You're like, well, that person's not going that job anymore. And I'm like, well, they're not going that job. You're like, no, nah, they'll continue to do that job. And I'm like, wait. So so where I diverge in that situation is when someone fails at the basic job responsibilities and not the extraneous bullshit that I put on. So like expecting a blue mage to have like perfect doom sets for, for Odyssey and perfect doom conditions 
is unreasonable. No, perfect doom is just magic accuracy. It's it's having a rule so that it's they don't die when they're and all that stuff. Yeah, it's it's all the extra stuff that, that you wouldn't expect otherwise. The override, like, I don't expect that from people. The override is just literally if they're going to pull a halo, otherwise they shouldn't pull a halo. Yeah, exactly. That's what the black mage does in our group. So or the paladin, um, because he doesn't have the override exactly. So I, I don't expect that from them though. But when they fill out their basic job responsibilities, like being able to do damage. Or, you know, bringing a heavy DED and having him lose to, like, the Bard. Like, oh. Then, yeah, there's a problem. And they don't get to go that job anymore. Yeah, that, that's that's the main difference, though. But, uh, yeah, Odyssey stuff. So, this week, we're going back to the beers, everyone. It's time to soak up the summer, because the, the can says soak up the summer. So, yeah, that's always a good sign. And today I have, from Jack's Abbey, a Raycatcher, which is a lemongrass lager. Mm-mm-mm. It says, catch some rays with this bright golden summer lager with lemongrass. Raycatcher features lemongrass for a touch of citrus, followed by a crisp, dry finish. Soak up the summer. Hashtag drink lager. Oh boy. It's got a hashtag. Do people actually like like hashtag that shit? Like they, they jump on Twitter and be like, yo, bro, I'm, I, I like this craft lemongrass. It's like tweet drink lager. It's like, who the fuck does that? That's like something you pay bots to do. Like, who the fuck? Yeah, I don't know, man. And as far as last time, the beer I had, I said I wasn't going to read the description of because I was waiting for the email with Abject where he talked about, speaking of waving email today, uh, the email where he's talking about like pairing salmon with whatever last time. And I had to go like dig the can out of the recycling. And I, I just wanted to, to give the full picture of last time's beer, the brunch dinner grub table ale. And at least this week, my I'm still not 100%, but at least my voice is not super raspy like last time. But it, maybe people who are into, like, smokers as a kink or something are really into the way I sound. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like basing. <laughs> Otherwise, so the last time the table all said, matching the right beer to the right food is a wonderful assignment. The contemplation of point and counterpoint can often be as fun as the reward of good pairing. Sadly, in a life well-lived, there is not always time to contemplate what dinner will be, let alone what beverage will play best with it. Here, we have selected malts to invoke the crusty breads that sit well next to every meal and seasoned it with the lemony tarragon slash thyme notes of Aramis hops. A go-to food-friendly ale for the table. Drink BDG because you are what you eat, dot, 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 and drink. Wow. Mm. That one was a local table ale. The Jack's Abbey is a uh, from Massachusetts. <laughs> That's it's, a lot of words for a beer. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Time's too short to always contemplate the best pairing, okay? Okay. But the lemongrass lager, it's all right. It's, it, you know, it's all right. It's a little... Got a little hint of Mr. Clean in there, I think. It's it's very subtle. It's not it's ridiculous. It's it's close to a fruit beer, I guess you could argue, but we're not quite there. Not quite there. Otherwise, I've been I just finished camping the stupid NMs, the Cactar Contuato, con, Contuato, Contato, whatever the fuck it is. I, I camped the Twat Cactar, and that's done. So now I just have to camp the VMs, and then I'm gonna eventually be on the Abyssia stage of Yippee Skippy Helvelgamir. And that's I'll finish that before I finish uh, or start Levitane. Which don't you love the names of the staves? Those are some fucking solid names. Yeah. And when I do that, like it seems like I always have like multiple weapons going at the same time. Like all I do is I just throw it on the dude to bake and like I just hang on to the, the books and I just casually 
complete stuff while I throw Alexandrite on it from from Ambuscade. Like I don't do anything to actively try to complete it until I have at least half the Alexandrite done from Ambuscade. I think, and I haven't made like a dagger since uh, Vajra, which was out of the norm for me making something, and that took like. Did I take like half a year to make Vajra? And that was last year I made that. So to make two, or you know, it's, it's going to take me a while. So I've been stockpiling gill to the fucking ceiling, though, for a change. It's just, I think I'm at like 500 mil. I'm just, just stocking it up. I'm like, I'm not camping these heavy metal plates again, because I've, I've done the Void Watch campaigns more than once, and that's, that's, that's a weekend, and that's not rewarding. So I just refuse to do it, because I don't want to party with a bunch of bots auto-popping it. Yeah, that's also a fucking pain in the ass. Stupid. Yeah, that's so fucking boring as well. There's only so many documentaries on like the Soviet Union one can watch while they're <laughs> they're fucking <laughs> doing Void Watch. And then Lenin came back from Switzerland. Okay, so otherwise I've been working on since I'm doing Hervelgamir and the staff trials, I've been, as I said last time, working on the NM pages and, and doing stuff on the families and this and that. But I'm also now working on the Abyssia Lights page with the update coming. I've I've revamped that page from 11 years ago. Like the tables are modern; they're not just white with boxes and and like an off shade of blue from 2007 on the wiki. I've like I've been updating that and fixing the tables and removing the. There's like a page for every lights on the wiki. I just I'm gonna delete all those pages and just make them redirects, and all the lights will be on one page. Then I'm gonna also just take those and um, duplicate them without having them copy pasted. And translocate them onto the uh, zone pages on BG. So when the update comes soon, I'll have on there like tips of the optimal lights for farming uh, Empyrean feet because everyone's going to wait to see what's good as they do, as you do. And then they're going to be like, wait, what light should I get for farming chests for feet? I'm going to like have it on a on the page there, and it's going to have like uh, like every page will have the lights the monsters give a little like bullet that says for light farming tips or whatever click here and then we'll go like to the abyssia lights page and i'll have like get 64 to 90 <laughs> amber lights and i'll have the mobs that give amber lights you know those kinds of things because you need to do those things to get the feet and that'll be updated by the time the update comes i've been working on that and i've also been finishing up sections of my odyssey guide at the same time because i'm trying to do too many things at once and i've went through and slapped together some sensible uh nm pages to put in the guide that are just actually, besides me adding details to them, they're the actual NM pages on the wiki. So I have to go back and improve those to improve the guide. So everyone wins, I guess. But also as tips and things I say, or they're not exactly for like a guide point of view on top of the information on the wiki, as a guide should do. So it saves me a lot of time and improves the wiki for everyone and the information for doing NMs. And it lets me finish the guide in a sensible manner with little collapsible tables that are translocated from the actual pages, same as the lights. And... That sort of nonsense on the wiki. Otherwise, that's been about most of what I've been doing. Like uh, after a podcast in the last time, Fox, you and I went out and do it on. Well, actually, I went to do Puppet Master solo, but before the podcast, we did Puppet Master duo, and that's <laughs> fun. I want to do that again. But otherwise, I've just been yeah, doing static with the group and the wiki stuff, and that's it. There's nothing fancy. No one, no one almost collided full speed with my car this week after flooring it at a light <laughs> and losing control into oncoming traffic which was me no one did that this week although i did see uh the next day a cadillac with a uh, this time instead of an suv is a black cadillac Ooh, with a license plate that said rated v what the fuck is rated v mean rated vagina i don't know what the, what the fuck is rated v um no idea i saw that i've been wondering and then 
a couple days ago, I saw someone in a Subaru that had a uh, a piece of paper taped to the back of their window of like I couldn't make out. It was like some some bad Photoshop of Biden that said pedophile on it or something. And I'm like, what is going on with drivers around me? What is this? Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I just live in a place where people don't know how to drive. Oh no, I live there too. But we also like to stick pedophile on the back of our cars. Apparently. Either way, <laughs> let's get into the episode. But we do have an email. Oh boy. Got that email we always ask for. No, no, no. It's good. I like when we get emails. We haven't got emails in a while, so I like I like the, the correspondence from the audience at large. It's true. It is an unusual amount of engagement. That's... I do. It's nice. Outside of uh, Ben from Alaska, who commented on thanks for the B-plus effort as always. Thank you, Ben. We, we try to yeah, go man. for the C effort because C is for cunt, and that's good enough for me. But <laughs> otherwise. That's right. We're, we're officially above average now, according to 100% of our reviews. We, we keep it C-tier. Congrats, guys. Thanks, man. So this week, oh we got a follow-up after reading the last email last week. Not the abject one, but the one about us having political differences, Fox, from uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the UFC fighter Chuck Liddell, or Mike Liddell from My Pillow or whatever. Uh, he, he even clarified at the end here that's not how you say it, but I, I'm going to keep with the Liddell. There's not going to be a third L in there. It's going to be two, first and end. Liddell. Liddell. Not, Liddell is kind of like the L and the D doesn't, doesn't flow. Liddell. It's, nah, it's going to be Liddell. You've, you've now had your name forcibly changed. Anyway, it starts off here. Hi, guys. I wanted to give you my thoughts on the acquisition zones for MP2-3 and see what you guys think about it. I think we'll be using Apollyon and Temenos for the new areas to update our Empyrean gear. I think it would be neat if we use the regular currency from there, Ancient Beast Coins, to produce new items we'll use for the to upgrade MP2 plus 2. As Essie said, the first upgrade would be soloable. I took that as something that even new players would be able to complete pretty easily and still be a bit of a grind. I'm sure we'll, be, we'll have purchasable slash craftable items needed for the upgrade along with that as well. This idea is kind of a long shot and probably not the way SE will go, but didn't seem totally out of the realm of possibilities. So the ancient beast queens thing is definitely a pipe dream. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. That's, uh... it's, 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 it's possible. It's just not probable, I think. Which, I mean, we could be completely wrong. Maybe. I don't want to. I wouldn't want to live in a world anyway where like Apollyon zones are choked up by like massive lines of people again. Bots nonstop waiting to hear it. the faint hum. Yeah, the faint hum. Yeah, it, it's not. I don't think you can fit as many people in there as you can. Like Omen, there's no queue oh, yeah, system yeah. there either, too. So you'd be constantly no. spamming. That'd be horrible. Yeah. W- once one group goes in, and imagine it being solo, like our Omen queue, right? Once one group goes into uh, Apollyon or Tenenos, that's it. Oh like, shit! You really? can only go into that one oh, zone. No. Yeah. So like, like if dynamics. they go into, uh, yeah, like if they go into Apollyon uh, West, that is Apollyon West, and that that is being used. That's not going to happen then, because even Divergence yeah. has multiple instances that people can utilize, and if it's the same yeah. as original Dynamis, which they change later on to be a zone you can enter, and Tenenos is uh, Limbus is the last vestige of one person, one ticket. That's it. Get the fuck out. Then that's yeah, that's so, never going to happen. So while since we don't know the outcome, this is still possible, right? But it would be the biggest shit show ever. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like uh, back when the throne room would get controlled at 75 cap, which was very rare uh, on most servers, <laughs> at least. And then everyone yeah. would be at the throne room door. Just 
spamming the shit out of that fucking door and then just some people get in and sometimes someone would like be like oh that guy fucking cheated getting in and then like you gotta wait another 10 minutes everyone's spamming and just and it would be like an all-day thing people be spamming the door up there and it was just a no that would be the same <laughs> the same thing going on here yeah no matter what we're still gonna have to wait with for with like a, a queue type entry system because i think they made it clear that uh there was they were keeping the same uh oh they're gonna, anything, generating key item route anything yeah. going forward is going to be a queue but they did say it's gonna be 20 hour key item which it's gonna I, I think it'll be like omen where it's particularly items from that event and it's going to be some external item like uh the first thing is a unity item so it's going to be mostly from the event but some external item which would also be the crafting items in this case as he mentioned there's sure. definitely always crafting items but i, I think yeah, it's the, still um, going to be minority from outside content yeah, the 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 item that's worth like 1.2 mil from various crafting guilds, like that is most likely going to be involved because it has been on all of them so far. Has it? Yeah, it's on both relic and. I, uh, I know it's on. The, I know it's on plus three for mm-hmm. uh, artifact. I thought it was just delve. It's on plus two relic. Delve for plus two. Oh, is it plus two? Okay, and then it's. I know yeah. it's vagary for plus three. Yeah, yeah. The the vagary stage is the nice stage for relic here. It's the. Um, <laughs> It's the plus two that, that costs the most when you're when you're trying to all like, that delve, man. Well, it's it's because of the the fucking uh, currency or whatever. Yeah, because it's yeah. from the NPC only. That's kind of gross. Um, you know. Yeah. So there's that. When I was <laughs> doing the stupid VNMs, uh, Arebus and the Sculpt and the, the fucking Chesma is the other one I got to do for staff. Uh, I was yep. just sitting there thinking, I'm like, how fucked up would it be if we had to get like the trophy items? From the tier threes of VNMs to upgrade the plus two, oh, gross. I was thinking how how much of a shit show because it's like it's an hour respawn for the uh, the colors like the purple, the orange, the blue that the tier two yeah. there, and then the purple breaks whenever like the the tier threes break the when you pop them, and then then they only have a chance of getting like the synthesis material there, which is already using crafting or their trophy is a one to two there. Which would be just, and then that's over an hour respawn. It's like two hours respawn, and there's there's like three or four of them per zone, whatever. Whenever it's, um, I think I think they're all four. Maybe there's a three. Otherwise, that would be yeah. just horrible to have people trying to camp that. Yeah, well, I was doing my Verglamir, um, and I was doing that those phases. Like, I actually just like popped the other NM, and then I ran off and, and did the other one while the other one was still chasing me. So I was kind of an asshole. Well, that's fine that's because. As long as you don't pop the tier three, because I'll get the colored one, and then I'll get the yeah, yeah. You just sit on the colored, yeah, yeah. And then you have to watch the message not being strongly; it has to be faintly or softly. Or soft, faintly is tier one, softly is tier two. So soft, strongly, vigorously uh, is, is tier three. And if you kneel Solid. and pop that one by accident, <laughs> then <laughs> then you solidly will break your thing, and then possibly have an upgrade, which happens pretty frequently. And then you got to go back and camp the stupid tier ones, which don't upgrade well. Yeah, if only the tier ones upgraded at the rate the tier twos did. Yeah, it's, that made more sense at seventy five, but now it's just obnoxious. Yeah, right. I had to update the wiki page out today because I'm like, I know I lose the black episode if I kneel. Do I lose the purple one? I'm like, ah, fuck it, I'll find oh, out. Yeah. And then I lost, and I go, ah, fuck. And then I had an upgrade, and I go, fuck, I have one left, and I gotta go camp the colorful. I wasn't paying attention because I was watching YouTube, and I did it three times when I was doing <laughs> my stuff. It was I was cursing and everything. It was great. You're sitting there, and it's like. Stalin was from Georgia and rose to the ranks of the Soviet. Oh, fuck, I popped it. Yep. I'd see that fucking tiger spawn and I get so mad. Fucking oh, day one. Kirata or whatever, the perfect dodge spamming. Yeah. One. At least yeah. I got the, the, search of the B, it's like, does the beryllium ingot? I think beryllium's the one from the smithing guild for the artifact. It's, it's like the, some, some ingot from 
the vampire. I popped that today, and I, brought, I lost the tier three, which I was annoyed about. But at least I got the the crafting item. Oh, the befouling is what it is. And I'm like, oh, yeah. is the befouling get worth anything? Yeah, a few hundred k, I think. My my th one for an accident. Uh, Darwin, that's the tiger's name, right? Sorry. All right, let's finish this email though. Yes, yeah, your turn, Fox. However, I was, or I am more convinced we will get a reworked Limbus that will be used for the plus three gear. I think this because a lot of the mechanics that are in Odyssey were from Limbus, specifically Apollyon. Apollyon had element-specific floors, which reminds me a bit of the bosses that are element-specific in Odyssey. Granted, this is so many commas, by the way. Uh, granted, uh, that idea has been used in other content as well, such as Omen bosses. Uh, those other bosses and mobs are usually susceptible to more than a single element, unlike the bosses in Odyssey. Another throwback is resistance uh, the mobs had in Shoal Sea for weapon types. That came straight out of Limbus, uh, straight out of the Limbus playbook, even. And I can't think of any other content where it was used as much as Odyssey since Apollyon. Uh, finally, the last upgrade content we got were the Dynamis Zones reworked for 119, which I may full well be talking out of my ass here. But in order that, but in the order that large group content was originally released, I'm pretty sure Limbus was the next content after Dynamis. What do you think? Thanks, guys. Always enjoy listening to your show, Lil Dell. So, oh, and then it says it says Lil Dell, and then it says hyphen hyphen, pronounced Lil. As in little but shorthand, Dell, as in the first part of the word Delta. I consider myself educated. So, uh. Get hooked on phonics. Okay. So, I see where he's going here. Okay, before any of that, uh, Fox, before any of that. So, sure. there are a lot of commas. Some of them are reasonable. Like when it says, I think it's because a lot of mechanics that are in it's Odyssey like are from Limbus. It says comma, specifically Apollyon, period. That's a good use of a comma. That's. That's that's correct. But then at the end where it has finally comma correct, the last upgrade of the content where the dynamis entry worked for 119 comma and that's correct still. I may be full while talking about ass here, comma, but now it's now it's a run on sentence. In the order of the large group content was released, comma, I'm pretty sure it was the next content. So that needs to be broken up into like three sentences. <laughs> Maybe like the semicolon isn't the most straightforward item, but the semicolon would do a lot of good use there for like if you're really trying to join those long sentences, you could maybe use a semicolon, but I, I didn't go to school, so I can't properly identify if you could use a semicolon to unify them properly, but too many commas. Yeah. They, so, there you go, Lil Dell. Now your email is uh, rated. <laughs> it's, it's rated. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> if we got a B-plus for effort on the July update for respecting the listener's time, which felt like a really good update, or a really good episode, <laughs> compared to this one. <laughs> Yeah, just wait for this one. This one's not feeling as smooth, but if we get a B plus for that, this gets a B plus too. Definitely. Thank you for emailing us, Liddell. So go on, Fox. Sorry. Yeah, man. Yeah, thanks. Uh, the so the, the main issue here is this content has already be, been reused once, though. Uh, yeah, it for has. Cap. So it's it's kind of unlikely they'll do it again for like one nineteen. Though they could. Same thing know, for Inher Yar, which would have been nice if they reused both of them effectively instead of like, because the time period of 99 where they reused both Limbus and Inher Yar was just like this bullshit short time period of like a year or something. And it's like, it was just so short lived. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of content they could pick from. I just don't think it's going to be any of that. I think it's going to be low hanging fruit from the most recent stuff because the most recent or the more recent the stuff is, the higher chance they'll have to be able to interact with it properly. 
basically the older stuff is so ingrained in the game that they can't really rework it very well. So I think we got real fortunate with them being able to do anything with Dynamis. But it's uh, well, they it's just reuse the zones. Unlikely. So if they reuse exactly. Abyssia and make an entire new area of Abyssia, which could be really interesting, frankly, um, which I don't think they're going to do. It's too much effort to remake put a single zones. boss in there, the entire yeah. zone. Yeah, You're like it's... questing across the hills. So I thought Abyssia was really good in terms of having zone-wide content of like uh, XP parting on different mobs or farming different things or doing quests or having bosses time spawn, force pop time spawn. It's really annoying for. DNMs, of course, but just in general, like that was a big reworking of an entire zone that multiple link shells could be in at once doing different things, camping different things, so on and so forth. Like that was cool, but I can't see them reworking effort of that large capacity to just make anything that size. It's like definitely just a small instance, kind of like an omen being as big as they can go. Yeah. And even omen. I don't don't think Limbus is instanced that same way either. Like it's. um, It's not a queue. It's more narrow. Yeah. So that's, that's the only thing I have to naysay about that. I mean, I. I think probably more than most people, um, I would actually really like to see the Limbus zones reused or changed or have us go back into it for some reason. Because I really like that content way back in the day. It was really good. But uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was great. Um, I just don't think they're going to be technically capable of it is the problem. I think what would be nice if they did reuse the Limbus areas themselves and just... Because that would be within the Omen con, uh, you know, framework there of... I mean, they made those zones for Omen, but they're not very complex. They may have made them when they were designing Rise and Jima with that design team they brought in temporarily. As far as I remember, that's what they did. They they brought in outside people to help make that zone for the Rhapsody's conclusion. Uh, same with, I know for Adeline, they definitely brought in an extra, an, an outside team to work on the Adeline expansion pack. Uh, but if they did reuse the Limbus areas in this capacity for, it would be within the same scope as Omen here because the zone's already all there. But it'd be nice if they made it like tier based and queue based where people had to like so there's there's like a like half a dozen Temenos and and um Apollyon zones combined. Like if, if like each one of them was an option to upgrade a tier one and then go somewhere else to a tier two, so you had like multiple different wings and like oh this one like there's a queue for this wing, there's a queue because there's different areas to go to that. If they reuse that, they could at least make like a tier system for and I'm just spitballing as I go here, yeah. but and and the ancient beast coins thing, like to go back to that, it's really really wishful thinking, and we would never ever be able to get into the northwest zone because that's where it just shits beast coins on you. Like it's it's kind of a pipe dream. So like you got to think that if they're that easy to acquire, because like you can easily get around a stack uh, just doing that zone once. Um, you can you can only imagine with SE's fetish on having us collect lots of currency, how many ancient beast coins would be required. To that would be them. fine too. It would be insane. That'd be fine to well, well. So along the lines of what I'm talking about, have the ability to like farm multiple zones for the same goal. Like ancient beast coins coming from all zones, even though it's not optimal, you could still be farm them in all these different zones while you're doing something else. I don't well, think everyone it, fights over northwest. Well, yeah, everyone fight over northwest. That's fine as long as you know the other zones are available and they would be balanced differently. It's not going to be like another northwest exists, even though there's always a northwest type of zone. Or like central Tenemos Basin, I think is the other coin one. But just having those areas reused with the same floors and everything in different ways, uh, but just, you know, reusing the same area, that would be the same as upgrading Limbus to another thing. Just reusing the, the, yeah. the floor layout. Yeah, and I mean, they've wiped out zones and, and put stuff back in its place. Like, look at the Locust mobs, right? Like, they wiped out all the mobs that run those two tiers and even like, replaced them. They could go back through and just replace everything with, like, item level stuff in those zones. But we would see it coming, too. Like, we would see the change in the, the notes and stuff. 
they would have to change the uh the monster correlation level thing. Speaking of which, Fox, speaking of Locus, I think that Abyss, uh, not Abyssia, uh, that Vunkral Inlet S would be the next great zone to put Locust mobs in. Or a lot of the past zones. I'm glad they actually uh, expanded to that, for sure. Because I was doing campaign there for the stupid Amon voucher while the the respawn time was down for the, the V&Ms for the staff today. And I was running around Vunkral because the mobs were taking forever to come. I don't know how sometimes campaign can be over in an instant or sometimes it can take literally 25 minutes for the mobs to show up which is bullshit why I, I'm, I'm glad i was working on the stupid wiki while it happened i go well fuck this i'm just gonna do this instead but i started running around the zone at a certain point and there was just a lot of open space they could put a lot of mobs and stuff in there that's a big zone in particular yeah it's a very big zone yeah most of the um most of the past zones are kind of like that though the uh, fort kn as well yeah that's a huge so one. that's more chasmy Less room compared to Vunkrel. Anyway. Who knows? Beast Coin Central. No, thank you. <laughs> hey, would you rather get Beast Coins and buy them out of people's bazaars, or would you rather be camping Glavoid against everyone else and farming boxes and Abyssia Tarongi? I'd rather do neither. Wow. You already had to do one already. When the, when the update comes out, I guarantee you everyone's going to be out there camping these various NMs. And the, the ones who get Chloris or Glavoid, like Black Mage or Monk, whatever, are fucked. And the ones that have to go kill, like, one dragon, which is one key item from a box, are pretty good. That's why I'm glad I have every Empyrean set in the game at plus one. Wow, not everyone is as fancy. Plus one Reforge. The it took years. Probably, like, it's not like I sat and did it all at once. What's that? The Frog will probably be way overcome because it's a use for Rep Mage, oh, I think. Oh, you're talking about yeah. Hecate for the... Oh, heck, it will be a disaster yeah, for Masamune, uh, um, Armageddon. Khaled Bolg and, and Armageddon. Bolg. Yeah, that's the, yeah. the most heavily and Armageddon. That's so gross. Oh, boy. But yeah, I think Ratmage needs those items. from. Yeah, uh, Sir and Crane Lantern. Yeah. From, but at least what's, be... what's good about those zones is it's one whole less wing of a key item popped up to farm. It's only one time spawn instead of multiple, and it's easier to farm out of a box. Yep. That's so the good thing about that. one's a lot better than any of the first three zones suck. There's too many key items in the boxes. Yeah, way too many. So, Basing, how long have you been a warrior? Oof. Um, think about half a year. But, uh... <laughs> oh, we got a heavy hitter. Well, I mean, technically, it comes with every account, right? <laughs> I didn't think I didn't think that <laughs> no, question was going to be well. Like, well, I just picked it up yesterday, so you know. No, no, I've had it at ninety nine for like was two and a half years, and I've I made stuff and gotten some pieces. So you got for serious it. about it six months ago. Yeah, kind of, and I just because uh, it's so useful for for Odyssey and but uh, Neon Warrior as well. You just have uh, lots of war cries and lots of blood rages going on, and I started to like it more and more, and then. Um, yeah, I made Ukon, then made Chango, and now I've got uh, Farshar R15. So I'm uh, I'm having lots of fun with it. So more fun than I expected to, to have with it, actually. And I think even you, Fox, after talking about Warrior being the most redundant job, and then when we talk about the Dark Knight episode or something, you came around eventually more recently to the fact that it's like, you know, Warrior is not as redundant as... No. And it's definitely more fun. I have more fun on Warrior than I do on Dark Knight. I just so big disclaimer before we go into this episode, like I am not big on playing DD jobs. Like I actually don't like to. So my experience with it is not necessarily reflective of the job itself. It's just my own my own bias is pretty heavy. So I'll just kind of leave it at that, I guess. I'd rather have other people play DDs. 
Oh, God. I got added out on Discord and the BG1. There's this guy who's talking about making a Hexastrike build for Warrior, and I'm like, no, no. And then I said said that they're forming a track record of becoming increasingly dubious because as a Warrior, that requires the Brilliant Mace plus one. And yeah. and they responded back to me in that, and they go, discovery requires experimentation. And I responded back like, you, Fox, is why I'm bringing this up. And I said, sure does. Yeah. It sure does. You can do it. Yeah. It's FTP replicating it, right? Just use that, use that Hexa Strike on Warrior. That's that's exactly yeah. the optimal weapon skill for club. That is, and the optimal club, let me say. That is, hey, it's not it's not hard to, to cap your uh, your hits for FTP. Yeah, you're almost there, right off the right off the yeah, cusp. man. You don't have to even wear any extra multi tech gear, but you know, warriors. You know, I can't fault that guy for thinking like that, though. Like that's the kind of outside the box thinking I think the game needs well, more of. Well, yesterday he was it's talking about how it's not going to be good. Spoilers, it's going to be really bad. It's not good. Yeah, yesterday he was talking about how handy it is to have bad breath on Blue Mage. Okay, so that puts it in perspective here. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, that's not no. That's a magic accuracy gear you have. Yeah, but the, the ten second duration on the debuffs on it. <laughs> Let me, let me pull up the page for bad breath here. Hold on. Just before we go back to this, two seconds. Yeah, while he's doing that, so so I haven't really talked to you much about Warrior Basing. Like, so the 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 main drive was just simply to make Odyssey farms more efficient. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, I also uh, wanted to explore more solo options and uh, just uh, test all those uh, remas that the Warrior has available uh, myself. Okay. So I'm uh, going good. down the list now. <laughs> so they all the debuffs, the slow poison, silence, paralyze, gravity, bind, and blind, which the blind comes off right away if you're fighting, obviously. And the other ones are all not very potent. Like the gravity is is minus fourteen percent movement speed, which is pathetically not great. Anyway, they have a shared timer, so they all wear off at once, and they last from ten to less than sixty seconds. Woof. Exciting. Ten. For a whole wow. Let's see, 212 MP and a casting time of 9 seconds. That is fancy. Anyway, so yes, you picked up Warrior Basing because like other people who have been picking it up for the same reasons, it does the boom-booms, yes? Yeah, pretty much. It's, uh, uh, like I said, it's great for Aussie, the, the war cry and blood rage and all that kind of stuff, and with all the different uh, weapon types. So uh, yeah, it's a, it's a handy job to have. I wish my group had multiple warriors that I could rely on. Like yeah, that, that would be ideal. Yeah, to use warriors. Yeah, and me and me have a, a good uh, connection going on, so we we always call uh, stuff out like uh, war crying now. Okay, I'll do it on the on the Halo in one minute and stuff like that. And okay, I'll blood rage on those two packs because they're close together. And uh, the, when my uh, Ukon or Farsha works against them and stuff like that, so we got a a good back and forth going on did you so happen to listen to anything we would said in the past about how ukon is actually good from the podcast or is that just did you never listen to us or i i, I, I was no no i was working on it before you, you said that stuff or before i heard you guys say that stuff anyway because i don't so. know how long you've listened to us actually i've never asked because i don't well he was saying that it was more of a passion project right like you just want to like check out all the things yourself rather than i was just wondering if we had any impact say. on the formation of his warrior because we've been talking about stuff for like two years now oh no it didn't have uh that uh impact on so me you're saying no. we suck and we don't no no, no 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 i was i was interested before i i heard you guys talk about that stuff but uh yeah i completely agree and don't want to bring up the the nona word nagling but i i wanted to explore more options than 
all the warriors I saw just spamming uh, Savage Blade, nagling him, not even having different options and all that shit. So it begs the didn't question, like that how curious is Curious George? Most warriors don't <laughs> seem to go past nagling, so at least you're curious, me. like the monkey George. I went to one of your, what was it, a Shoal B run or something as warrior, and it felt real bad. <laughs> oh, just using nagling? I'm not going to lie. Well, I had to use Nagling. Like, I, I have completely different experience than Basing does with Farsha. I actually tried using Farsha at, at the start, and it seemed like it would be okay. And then I switched to Nagling and saw my my weapon skill damage like double. Wow! So, yeah. weapon skill um, damage numbers, yeah, of course, Savage Blade is is gonna win most of the time. But for like, if you gotta finish a leftover mob or whatever, and you need to just uh, wide damage it down. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Because Nee uses uh, he uses Savage Blade most of the time, so I can just finish off mobs with my my white damage AM three set. So it it works perfectly together. You can't have two warriors just Savage Blading because it's a waste of just time. Be, HP, yeah, yeah, they're swinging for ages yeah. just with yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah, I just didn't feel like my white damage was there, and like I might not have. Been I can't see it being there at Farsha. It's more of more of the weapon skill properties or the magical damage. It's it can be. I mean, yeah, uh, it feels really good. Okay, so so when I was like collecting some of the artifact gear for Warrior when I first got it in '99, I rolled into Omen with it, and I just slaughtered everything in Omen with that thing. Like it does hilarious amounts of white damage. It's just, it didn't seem to in that Odyssey run. And it, maybe it just wasn't favorable mobs. Like, I wasn't paying a ton of attention to that. Um, because it was a B run, you know. They, they do have, have resistance on B still, C. so. Yeah, it's just not as much as C. But, I, I don't know, still like, I... Damage. And again, this goes this goes all the way back to, to my, my bias against playing DD jobs myself. Like, I don't... I, I didn't find anything super exciting about using Farsha in the run. Though obviously, you know, Basing has a completely different experience, so I felt I felt it's kind of important to like throw both of those experiences out there because everyone's mileage is going to vary based on their group and like how, what kind of buffs they get and like how they decided to gear it and how they play it and stuff. And I'll tell you right now, like I'm not, I'm definitely not the strongest warrior when it comes to like making good warrior decisions. Well, you always as you know, so everyone has their their play style in this game. And playstyle isn't just necessarily how you play the job, which is how it's invoked, especially when it comes to like Puppet Master or Blue Mage. In terms of uh, some Blue Mages are more focused on curing or doing other things, like uh, getting AoE hate. Also or, sounds like me. Yeah, and, and yeah, so, like, so yeah, like you. Um, and focusing on how they can make everything work a little better because the damage is already there. And some are just like on Warrior spamming weapon skill, weapon skill, weapon skill, weapon skill, and then not even caring when they should. And some just weapon skill, weapon skill, care if they can or whatever. And it's just, it's 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 things like that. That's play style. But it's also, play style can be the nature of what you gravitate towards. So for you, Fox, as far as, and I'm describing you when it's you and it should be you, but I've always noticed that you eschew being a DD because you yeah. realize that the way that you're inclined, your play style to suit a group it, yeah it's, it's more of good. you like when you're yeah. playing bard or something you got up in the action so you can still see or when you're playing a mage and you're behind you can better direct traffic and pay attention to what's going on and see uh if things are flowing properly which is a mm -hmm. significantly forgotten about position in a group is to observe what's going on in the flow of traffic and you're better yeah. at you know directing or pointing things out or noticing or or compensating for certain people's weaknesses if it's felgar um, so that, that's like what you gravitate towards because you're, you're more of like a strategist and you can strategize better when you're not a DD. 
it's true. And like the, the only time I am a good DD is when I'm on Ninja, and that's because I'm just using Ninja to break content. It's not that special. Um, but yeah, but basically, I want to bring it up though because like what Basing has to say today is probably going to be more in line with what most people's experience will be on Warrior. Uh, whereas like I, I'll talk about the mechanics and stuff, and like I'll try to keep it like grounded as far as you know what the other side of expectations might be. Like if you're not quite as good at it, and I think that might be a, a pretty good way of approaching a lot of this stuff. Because it definitely sounds like our experiences are different. They are. And being in different groups with different players and different attitudes, like when it comes to me and the way I play Fox, it's nowhere near your management style. And it's generally more hands-off, frankly. I try to either let people fail uh, or trust people or I ask specific things to let people operate within a free-ranging framework so the group's more like a flexible. Uh, instead of directly laying out point by point a strategy, going over what everyone's role is. We kind of just like, sometimes it's just a trial and error, wait and see, let's just go do it. Who cares if it's this or that. And it's usually, there'll be certain things that get adjusted. Like don't do that, do this instead. It's like minor things that add up to big things. If you everyone changes what they do. And it's not like uh, it's, it's more laissez faire, but I, I try to like make everyone like, manage themselves so i don't have to micromanage so i can pay attention to me or general things and and like i can trust everyone like i try to build like <laughs> independence for trust yeah because independence and in everyone for trust makes like a really functional special ops kind of group of everyone's independent and knows what they can do and like having a plan is obviously important don't go with that one but as long as everyone's talented in what they're doing and the role they fulfill and everyone's on the same page of the objective and how they're going to work with everyone as long as everyone's independent on top of that then you make a completely uh flexible mm -hmm. group and to be fair like on, i don't your stuff so it's true i just run off from my entire group <laughs> it'll be yeah. five to, of them and i'll to be, be fair like i i may like post strategies every day for my group and stuff but that's not actually for my group it's for one specific person in the group everyone else knows what they're doing well in general you would post them the first couple times for the group too yeah, just yeah, yeah so it's not just that it's repeated it's repeated for one person but you make them for the whole group yeah it's true i do I'll I'll do like okay. loose stuff like um when we're first planning we'll we'll get some ideas or whatever and if something goes wrong we'll change it like we don't it's not all like we want these buffs that you always want for everything defense down attack buffs we'll think what to mitigate some magic we'll, we'll change to a carol or a mini or something otherwise it's like standard buffs standard debuffs and just kind of go at it with defensive sets like you do everything in this game and then you adjust after that if you do like I think dance would be better than doing this or that. Then you change it to that. But you you go more in depth in terms of planning. You like calculate the damage that people would like. <laughs> you're 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 a full strategist, and yeah, you like I to, know what people are going to do before. They yeah, do. and you yeah. know people's natures, and you factor in their abilities into your group. I just I try to make everyone <laughs> that's independent. That's a nice way of putting that. I try to make everyone independent without having to limit things. So that's like I I like being a DD, and you like being the glue of the group more so than I try to be the glue in a certain role without, you know, standing on the back line. Sure. Yeah. From the outside, it kind of sounds like Fox has to do that for his group. And yes. In our group, in our group, it's more of uh, everyone knows their shit and can, yeah, adapt if needed. So. And then when we get a random punk person because someone's not there that night, we can all be like, oh, this guy just keeps busting for 11s. Who invited this course? That guy. Well, like I said, it's really just the one person. Well, the majority of the time. Well, there's two rock solid people you have, and the one guy that doesn't talk is one of them. <laughs> yeah. And then the other two are just in fact trustworthy. I think, 
Norcris is the only reason that I, I I actually like feel confident talking about Warrior in any real capacity. Um, just because like I, I can see what it's like to see a warrior played well, and it's it's good to be able to observe. That. Oh, it's night and day. Oh yeah, for sure. And when I say trustworthy, I'm not saying they're bad players. I'm saying that in the context of everyone being independent and doing whatever they want, like they're trustworthy. They could do that if you wanted them to. Not that they not that they suck, because I know one <laughs> of them listens, and I'm not saying they suck. So the way I think and describe things isn't fully how they may be taken. So anyway, no, dis- disclaimer. Like- Everyone sucks sometimes. I, like, suck. I suck all the time. I That's true, dude. I died, I died last I night. I just got done talking about how I'm bad at warriors. So. You're not bad at it. You're just you're not aggressive. I'm bad at it. Like what? Like I'm so bad at it. So Carrot describes me as greedy. Like I'll go full out and try to like get what I can, and I'll, I'll get aggressive to the point where I'm risking dying nece- unnecessarily to for an overall loss. But I'll get greedy and aggressive, uh, not because I'm greedy by nature. I actually don't like gambling. Uh, but just because when I play as a DD, I get, I get like, uh, how far can I push it before I get fucked? Because there's right, no real consequence. It's fun to still get fucked. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same. Like, just yeah, I noticed you died last night because you ran off from yeah, the whole group to get more DPS in for not having people clan the mob you're fighting. Yeah, See, four now people. we sound like warriors. Yes. Yeah, three or four people were on the same egg on mob. And you got tired like, of it, yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to run in and... Hopefully they they follow, and if not, then uh, we'll see how it goes. And and I died. Yeah, see how that plays out. On the first (laughs) floor of Odyssey, Basing hit the floor. You know, if you were using your nagling, you would have had access to uh, Sanguine Blade. (gasps) Oh, Metastrats! That's next level. We're gonna go to the next level. I'll let you know. Gross. (laughs) You need to stop that right now. I can only listen to about 30 seconds before I'm at the next level of the despair, so. Yeah, that was very cringy. Uh, anyway, so, I think for Warrior, we want to go over the abilities first real quick, because it seems oftentimes nothing exists besides Warcry and Berserk for Warriors. For me, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll say that right now. I mean, I think we've talked about Provoke and the decay of Emony on it, and it's just more of a pulling tool or something to establish hate initially while everyone builds up normal hate of normal means for a Warrior. I do think provoking at the very start of like a tier one or any any NM in Odyssey is good because oftentimes a lot of people don't have their other sub jobs or hate tools like some paladin, some blue or whatever on a paladin. I mean, it's a paladin that's flash and stuff, but just in general, if you're farming three like us and don't have a tank left and you have a bunch of DDs run in and you have a backline that gets hate really quick, it just makes sense for the warrior to provoke if you have like four or five DDs yeah. and a backline that somehow pulls hate faster. Well, my group does most things without a tank, you know, because it's off doing that other thing. So what I notice when, because I, I go bard frequently, and uh, when I what I notice when I'm on bard is that I'll sleep things, I'll start fighting stuff, and then the moment everyone engages, of course they engage their own mob. So now I have three mobs that punch me in the face on top of my own mob that I'm fighting, and I really really appreciate it when the warrior evokes like first, because then I know I'm probably only gonna get like two mobs that'll punch me in the face immediately. And now with Sakpata, and especially with the Imperium plus two body plus three coming out, it's got great DT store TP, and just in general is a nice. Uh, offensive defensive body for warrior with the, with the options of capping DT and still being a full on beast that warrior has it, it's you're even more rewarded for getting hate as long as you're not getting pummeled by not having any sort of like if you you don't need to have accuracy generally in in C. so having a rabbit pie for defense just to mitigate the high attack of mobs in there one mini depending on your setup those kind of things you get rewarded intensely as a warrior provoking or having hate in general over a tank because retaliation is just ridiculous. 
So I guess this is where we actually need to kind of like look at TP sets for a second, because in order to, to parse how good that, that piece is really going to be, like we have to know like how strong that amount of store TP is really going to be. Because like from what I understand, there's there's really two ways to approach Warrior. There's like the 100% double attack way. And then there's the other way that has like triple attack mixed in and quad attack sometimes. And then, uh, you know, store yeah. TP and stuff like that. And it seems like that body is going to be better for that second one. Whereas the double attack one, I think, is pretty specific. Uh, which one do you build for, Basing, when it comes to TP set? I'm uh, more of a of a safety guy when I when I use Warrior and it's always in the in Odyssey stuff. So I, I go for the full uh, DT option and then just go from there. Lots of Sakbara, but uh, I don't generally aim for a 100% double attack set or, or whatever. I just I could see it's if you were more double using attack Empyrean, the double attack 100% being even more important. Oh yeah, in my AM3 set, I, I'm a little more squishy, of course, but I only swap that on depending on what floor and what type of mobs, of course. If you're just using, up. for example, Nagling on Warrior, I could see losing 100% for 92% and having more story TP being valid trade-off, depending on how your overall TP gain is, depending on your Sam's roll or not. Because the TP gain is so mediocre with one sword and the low delay it has, that store TP could definitely take off a round. Because if you have so many rounds of the sword, taking off even one is the same as a double attack. I think my AM3 set or Farsha is, um, I pretty much just swap on the boy feet and I use a lot of Sakpata like you were talking about. Basing. I don't know if you do the same thing with the, the boy feet. Generally, yeah. I, I think you, you probably do want to wear those though with AM3. Yeah. I use the boy feet and then the relic plus three uh legs as well okay that makes or, sense yeah is this time and, for uh, a it's your boy meme <laughs> and then i use the yachila plus one ammo piece for the critical hit rate and critical hit damage yeah yeah it sounds like our, our sets are fairly similar i don't use the legs but then again i also don't have the <laughs> the legs unlocked so i unlocked it like a couple of weeks ago the, with uh, a couple people from static like table and me so yeah and something the, you want to do for sure yeah that's pretty much the only difference. Yeah. So, I mean, we see a lot of warriors like rolling around like full Sakpata and stuff. And sometimes I look at it and I'm like, eh. The five out of five just seems like most warriors are just buying the gear and slapping it on because they don't want to farm anything else. It generally seems like a lazy R0, not optimizing your set approach, which is most warriors you invite. If you don't know anything about warrior, you would be like, oh, he's got Sakpata. He's good. But five out of five R0 Sakpata, I'm not, I'm not down with that. Well, I mean, even if it's not R0, It's though, good. It's just the way it's being well, applied to a your, warrior means there's substandard stuff underneath the surface as well. Think about your TP phase. Like, the head is going to matter if you have, like, AM3, because, of course, you know, extra double attack damage going up and your AM3 damage being higher, yay. Um, your hands for store TP are great. Yeah, those are the your two. Bo your body to resist status ailments is really the last. I think the resist status ailments is overrated in terms of of this. It's thirty. Yeah, but, but let's think about like what R twenty five is actually. Here. It's really not. For most content, exactly it's not that, important or relevant. That's the point. It's like, well, well, why do we care about it being R zero or R twenty five for TP phase? Well, because we're talking about a, a large sum of attack and accuracy, and for hands, you're missing seven store TP. For head, you're missing thirteen percent double attack. For legs don't matter, of course, and the feet. Don't I can matter, see fifty accuracy but being a problem, like if you're five for five. We're talking about you know the matter of one hundred twenty-five attack and fifty accuracy plus store TP plus thirteen percent double attack damage, which is the whole point of the head outside of five percent double attack in the first place, uh, and missing all of that. But to me, when I see someone wearing all of that, they don't care about the whether other options of gear are at R zero five to five. 
and they, they're just slapping it on probably for most things they're doing, including weapon skilling, anything else. Uh, and they're not really, they're just slapping it on is my problem. R0, I think they could be doing a lot worse. They like could be doing a lot worse, but that's it. because the gear is so good as a baseline. But it also means that they really have put no effort into knowing or understanding their job on top of everything. I guess. Could, is, I, I don't get know. Much like, more I don't... DPS from maximizing it? No, not that much more. But the, I mean, it, it's it's an overall sort of thing going on. The only thing that keeps me, and this is my take on it, uh, the only thing that keeps me out of like five five sacpata is I have like Harandi pieces, and you know I'm I'm finding other ways to get the haste to actually allow that to work. And sometimes I don't use that when I'm not sub Sam, even though there's really no difference. Like if you're sub Sam, you should treat it the same amount of haste, but it is what it is. Um, and I actually still use Volti legs because they have nine percent haste on them to make some of those sets work. And uh, the the Volti Hobbit legs, but uh, like the main thing that keeps me out of out of five of five sets is like pretty much just Harandi pieces. And this like uh, there's so the, the plus like, two, is so good. The plus two Imperium body, let alone plus three, fully replaces that piece of gear. So it's thirteen percent DT and sword TP ten on top of you know the other stuff's probably not going to come into play. Crit rate comes into play. It's for your AM set. There's crit rate on it? There's not crit rate. Yeah, there is. There's there's like 10% on Harandi body? No, boy, Lorica, the Imperium plus two. Oh, well. That's I what I was talking about in terms of the new body having, I mean, it's got more magic evasion. For, for Aftermath, I'm probably still going to use Harandi. Why would you use Harandi body if this is the exact same thing? If crit not, rate. this is better than Harandi body. It has haste, it has great X skill to start TP. Critical hit rate. Oh, the thirteen percent. Okay, that's right. I'm looking at the body, being like, "There's no crit." Okay, now that's me being dumb. Okay, yeah. I got you. Yeah, so it's 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 as, kind of a big deal. As everyone yells, at least their, in my in my radio. opinion, like not not everyone is going to not everyone's going to approach it that way, though. Like I said, my my results, even though I'm going to say that's what I do in terms of pure DPS, correct? Yeah, but it's it's specific though. At least I I, I view it as very specific. I wouldn't try to wear it otherwise. The head's a different story. Having like double attack and sword TP on the same piece is fantastic. Um, for Harandi head to be specific, but uh, I don't know. Like I, I bring in the Volti legs though because a lot of times people forget about that set because it is more difficult to acquire, and people breathe the sigh of relief when Sekpadas came out. But there are still benefits to keeping certain pieces around, and while a lot of it still remains on my mule. Those legs specifically have 9% haste on them, which is amazing for a piece that strong. So kind of keep that in mind. I guess that's kind of like my tip for making better sets is uh, Volti legs is something you can revisit. Do the same thing on like Paladin and Dark Knight DD sets too. So nonetheless, whether it's more optimal or not, I'm just, I'm not a warrior, so I can't, I haven't sat down and like looked at the sets and, and thought about how it all comes together. I mean, you've done more than I have, Fox. It does seem, though, that it's not just a straightforward... When you're playing a warrior, I think there's more to it than just slapping on 5 out of 5 R0 Sakpata. Is it great? Yes. Oh, definitely. But that's that's more overall more to it than that, and especially if you're using just a one-handed sword, I, I think there may be more to it than just running 100% double attack. If they're even running that at all with wearing 5 out of 5 um, Sakpata and whatever else they have on, because sometimes the accessories are... I don't know. Yeah, what I, I brought up the build because that's one of the builds that people see, and that's one of the builds I see people ask questions about sometimes. So there are two ways to to make builds, and like I have I have both builds. Like I I do like the hundred percent double tech one, or I do the the one that mixes in like Tatanashi when it's safe and stuff like that. It's um, 
going to be another thing of the double attack has the benefit of the extra white damage because warrior has so much double attack and double attack white damage gains in various slots that that makes a lot of sense and i think more historically the extra multi-attack for warrior was a better choice but especially as extra um double attack damage on top of double attack options are coming to play it's why do the extra hit when you can guarantee a hit all the time yeah and that that justification is going to change depending on how you're approaching something too. depends on what weapons you have to yeah maximizing each depends, depends. i mean 100 percent double attack bill with a chongo makes a lot more sense than with other weapons like you're not using a <laughs> we're not we're not even a conqueror yet but <laughs> that's that's the lowest hanging fruit i'm going to immediately go to but chongo makes up for a lot of that for having the store tp on top of it and the tp bonus but let's let's, let's stay with the job abilities here we're talking about retaliation yeah retaliation is just great and I, like we talked about earlier with the the job point uh, gifts, it gets even better. So Yeah, the job points uh, were the best category we were talking about pre-show. It was like an extra 20% occurrence to retaliation, which is not just counter, but it's also TP gain counter, unlike normal counter. So it's... it's uh, yeah, so like the mob still hits you is the thing you want to yeah. so pay attention it's, to. It's not counter that you prevent damage, it's counter that you gain TP alpha counter hit after being hit. So that's what I was saying by you get rewarded by taking extra damage on Warrior. That's that's the way you, you get rewarded. Does retaliation work for like all the NMs that use um uh job ability attacks on you? They probably don't, right? Uh no, because it procs like counter. Okay, that's what I that's what I was thinking. That's unfortunate because most of like the tier threes and everything all use not normal hits. Yeah, it would be great if a retaliation worked on those, but uh no. It'd be great too because I mean yeah. Monk could counter mall to death, and I guess that's why SC also chose those mobs as the tier threes. Oh yeah, I think <laughs> they want harder mobs to have less options because there is a lot of counter gear. Even like a blue mage can counter so at fifty percent oh, easily. Yeah. Hey, everyone's got counter gear nowadays. It's just nobody uses it. Yeah, Beastmaster has a shit. Ton. I was using it last night in Ubenai. Yeah. Finish it off, guys. Number three. We didn't have anyone else to hold hate, so I was just doing damage and countering. I do more damage by not doing that, but it's just fun to counter. So fuck it. We finish it. In four minutes it's always fun yeah it's the part about monk i always enjoyed the most it's just countering yeah dude yep there's something satisfying about countering i don't know what it is it's more satisfying than a parry yeah oh, definitely you get to do an it's extra like, animation Oof. like as bad as far is and as much of you know i've talked in the past about uh you know the power of god hands and howling fist and all that shit like honestly i i enjoy playing with far it's just a, it's just a more fun build most of the time. And they look so great. Yeah, they look really good, honestly, for a a gaudy gold weapon like all the. They, they do look have. fancy. Yeah, yeah. relic weapons. It's uh, just sad that the the counter effect V or whatever. I'm, how much uh, counter is it again? It's like fourteen percent. Yeah, it's a really weird number for it being counter five. Yeah, it's about the the counter damage plus on them though. That's where it's at. Counter number five. So, I mean, Warrior's job abilities are rather straightforward, too. Defender is Defender. Uh, it's the opposite of Berserk, which is super sweet on Warrior now because you can almost full-time it since the feat in Diversions came out several years ago. Uh, you can you should be able to full-time it anyway. It, it has the same, same recast or whatever. It doesn't work quite like uh, Provoke does. <laughs> yeah it's three and three so you can full time it but usually you're not going to want to lower your attack <laughs> yeah no I was talking 
just about Berserk being full time. I was just saying defenders defender, oh. like that's it. Said defender, that's it. Moving on. Oh, I got you. I mean, there's not there's not a time really on Warrior I could see wanting to use defender unless you've given up all nope. hope on life. Nope, don't need it. Uh, if you have to use defender, your buffs are wrong. If you have to use defender, your group's wiping. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it can't be used. Like I think in SE's mind, since Defender is a million fucking years old, uh, besides being a sub-shop item for bad paladins, it's uh, or situational paladins. Is or not for always, warriors always confused bad. about if their block rate is actually proccing. Warrior historically was supposed to be able to like switch modes into like being the off-tank or, or just filling in, but it just never... Retaliation and doing damage. Like, Warrior is such a, a powerhouse of a DD now, as it always supposed to be, that using Defender or a shield just... I mean, if you're using Nagling, you already have a shield. You know, they really fucked up when they didn't allow Warrior to have a better block rate than it does. Like, you like have no illusions. Like, your Warrior is not blocking things with a shield above the base lane. But it's block uh, chance plus 10 with rate. Blurred Shield plus 1. Yeah, coming back from a deficit on that, too. <laughs> like, you're, you're, never seeing, you're never seeing, like, true positive rates. You're, you're at floor on Warrior, which really sucks. Because this is a job that I think could have really benefited from it. But yeah, it gets, like... I think a uh, like a block augmentation from its uh, defender, if I remember right. And, oh, pulled the pig. and yeah, it's. Uh, I think it has to do with like one of its uh, one of its relic pieces. I think it's like the relic hands, maybe. Um, I'm not knowing off the top of my head. I don't see anything. I can pull the relic hands. Do the relic hands or the Empyrean hands? Oh, there it is. Um, yeah, so defender effect duration plus 15, physical damage taken minus 6%, and then defender chance the of success The relic hands are defender chance of block plus 15, yeah. Plus 15, yeah. I used to know a warrior. In fact, we both used to know a warrior that we used to try to pretend they blocked with a shield. And oh, they would basically no. just be they'd just be gimping their damage by hitting defender and not actually blocking any more than they were before. Uh, because cause you're so floored, especially on like level 150 content. Well, it wouldn't be blocking 15% more. No, because you're at a negative block rate that's floored. Oh, so you're still yeah, you're still overcoming the negative one, yeah. Because your lack Until of you shield skill on, on the job itself, your lack of shield skill and how it directly calculates in the block rate is leaving yeah. you a deficit you can't overcome. Yeah, there, there's no world where on any relevant content a warrior is above the, the floor block. It's just not happening. But master levels. Nope. Not Let's even see. close. Shield skill. Not even close. It's like trying to block the Aegis. Oh, man. <laughs> fucking paladin has an a plus obviously but warrior is a c plus in shield it's such a missed opportunity because it, it could be really good so it's a missed opportunity in legacy final fantasy 11 and it's a missed opportunity with fencer being released many years ago and it's a missed opportunity now with how powerful fencer has become from ra random items that you have including the fencer on the hands of the fence block right in the first place we talked about that that's that's synergy in itself but it's just a missed opportunity because of Defend uh, Fencer having this great TP bonus now from job points and random gear, and they continue adding to Fencer for Warrior, which then further benefits you using a shield in this case and yeah. to be able to be defensively doing offensive damage. But since your shield skill is so low on Warrior, you just you're just left at a. And you're gonna be you're you can probably dig yourself out of that deficit from like I don't know one nineteen to one twenty one level mobs maybe, maybe yeah but that those you just kill those really mobs. pushing it. Yeah, but that's exactly right. Those mobs are not dangerous. They're not dangerous enough for you to care about a shield on, and you'll probably just one-shot them. So it's not like the it, it kind of like works against itself to have that available, but it is worth mentioning in case SE ever, you know, decides to fix this part of Warrior. Because aside from Red Mage, it's the other job that I would like to and Beast, I would like to see them use shields better. Beast has an E 
Yeah. Which is higher than Red Mage and Thief's F. Right. I think so. Don't worry, Red Mage on their artifact feet, they have a a block rate plus on them. You would need like a ridiculous block rate plus gear on Warrior in order to make that viable. Like, oh, yeah. You just start doing like 30 instead of 15 and stuff in those hands. Yeah. And you're just never going to be able to wear it. Because Fencer is is like 830 or 800 so TP plus now with everything you'd be wearing, the neck, the shield, and your job points and your trade itself on Warrior. So on top of Moonshade, we're talking pre-show, it's a 30 over like 1,000 or about 1,000 TP at 1,000 plus just from using Fencer. So Fencer mm-hmm. was kind of mediocre when it came out, if not very mediocre when it came out. And it's gotten you know, so boosted at this point that it would be nice if Warrior could have a shield, but unfortunately... Yeah, and you got to think about what shield you're blocking with, too. Like, they're all going to be kite shield size. It's either going to be Sacro Bulwark or it's going to be uh, uh, Blurred plus one. And neither of those, although they they also give block chance plus, neither of those are going to dig you out of that deficit, and neither of those... What size is kite shield? Mitigate, uh, size three. That's a 45% base block rate. Yep, which you're still in the negative for. Yeah. Because your shield skill by a great margin. If anyone needs to pull it up, the shield skill page on BG actually has a lot of the terms in there. It's actually impressively filled out. I assume Martel went to town here. Yeah, probably, or somebody else. It's all look in the history. You'll, you'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm sure if I clicked it, it'd be attacker skill. Da, da, da. Okay, so defender. I mean, I, I guess it was worth saying more than defender exists because that's me not playing warrior. I did see those hands earlier. I didn't think about. Warrior shield skill because it's not a thing you really care about as the job's not well suited to being a tank, even an off tank or anything. It's just, but the shield skill on top of that, from how much we talk about paladin and shield skill builds and block rate builds and and having better shields in general with different block rates than those kite shields in general because they're they're very. Let's see, for, for shield skill, for let's see, even <laughs> even Aegis has a better base block rate than a kite shield. It's fifty percent. We all know. We all know how paladins like always say they never block anything with Aegis. Why yeah. do you think your warrior is blocking? Yeah, if you got a higher block, yeah, rate it's, with, it's not happening with Aegis and Servasta. You have a much higher block rate on paladin, <laughs> infinitely higher, and they get reprisal, and they still aren't blocking. So, reprisal being so dramatically important. Does a warrior get shield mastery? That'd be even funny. It sure do. Oh, that's funny. They get one one tier lower than paladin. That's and, funny. Uh, it's like so negative. It's like six. Yeah, it's like six percent uh, damage reduction, wasn't which there, is great, but it'll never proc. Wasn't there that shield back at seventy five from the H and M Turtle in Valley of Sorrows, yeah. the Safari or whatever the fuck it was? They're like a hundred percent block rate before they passed the Sapar. it. Yeah, Sapar. Yeah, the the size one shield that would have been sensible for Warrior in the modern day era because at least you could have used shield bonus retaliation and and. <laughs> <laughs> think of yeah. all the think of all the extra thirty TP a hit you can get from blocking while retaliating. It'd be ridiculous. It could justify nagling. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, to be honest, I can justify nagling a lot of the time. Yeah, of course. I'm just uh, joking. Man. If you if the whole goal is to apply damage and things die, sure. But what we'll talk about nagling later. Well, it's coming. We're we're doing other things on warrior first. Yeah, I can run these abilities. I, I know everyone can hear me rustling my my jimmies here. But... So yeah, sorry guys, I was not respecting your time. I did go on a defender tangent just to meet <laughs> no, a that's conclusion important. that just did not matter what. No, no, it's actually important to talk about because no one has ever talked about defender when I talk about warrior in terms of actually providing information about the lack of possibilities. That's it doesn't of help you, Savage Blade. The lack of possibilities of defender—they've been covered. Yeah. 
So War, War Cry, obviously, everyone knows it's it's an attack boost, but a TP bonus boost to everyone because you should merit. Because yeah. Warriors' merits are very, very narrow in what they could do, and I guess we might as well touch them now because Category Two is just Tomahawk and Savagery, which gives that extra five hundred TP bonus to War Cry plus the uh, there's a head or whatever that gives an extra forty per tier. I don't know. I feel Warcry is worth talking about a little bit. Well, yeah, I'm just saying because Warcry lets us lead into merits here, so. Yeah. So, like Basing mentioned before, um, he alternates Warcries with the other warrior of the group. And that's incredibly important. And it's not because of the attack bonus on it. Um, everyone knows that it's useful for a TP bonus, but many people don't know how big the TP bonus actually is. And it's enormous. And it lasts... Yeah, it's, it's 700. <laughs> um, you get... Uh, you get uh, 500 of it from uh, just your merits, I think, with the uh, with Yeah, the mass. 500 with 5 out of 5 Savagery. And since your other options are Warrior's Charge, which is utter garbage, and um, Aggressive Aim, which is for shooting with a crossbow, you don't have any other options besides Tomahawk and... <laughs> aggressive Aim is and, real bad. And Savagery the, for Warcry. Aggressive Aim is the worst. Even when it came out, it was bad. But yeah, basically, this is a job ability that gives you almost a TP bonus weapon with no downside of using a TP bonus weapon. For everyone. For everyone in your party. That one shade is a whole TP, as a whole tier of FTP. Yeah, when you wear your JSE mask with that, it, it gives it to you for a full minute. <laughs> for everybody. That's so why that's I'm... why people are so weird about overriding Warcry and stuff like that. Like, just don't do that. Do not use your war cry if the other war cry is up. And your your subjob war cry is garbage. Basing, what do we always say in the group? And also, don't use blood rage to cancel. <laughs> yep, yep. Don't use blood rage either. And this is one thing that I didn't know as a fresh warrior. Like, I, I rolled into Omen. I was like, oh, cool. I'm gonna like full buff and smash this thing. And like, I and I since war cry like, first in the list and blood rage is later. Yeah, I went up to like I think it was like Glassy Craver, and I went to go just go smash it. And I overwritten, I overwrote my uh, my war cry effect because I didn't bother reading and being a literate person. So it happens was, to it you was too. Real bad. Oh yeah, yeah. Some, sometimes I just make assumptions about stuff and I oh, just go boy. play the job. It's weird. Even Fox is human. <laughs> right? I, I've forgotten, frankly. Barely. <laughs> you know. But yeah, mistakes can be made, and that's why it's important to talk about this. It's not for the people who are playing warrior because sometimes they'll actually notice. Um, it's, oh, it happens to people that people... play Warrior. Those those R zero Sakpata users in general are also guilty of this more than they should be, which should be zero percent of the time. But your other people in the party need to know not to overwrite this shit too, and then they also need to know how it affects their weapon skills. And stuff, nothing, so, yeah. nothing also feels worse than having someone who's sub Warrior using Warcry on top of it, which happens, yeah. and it feels so bad to lose oh, seven hundred TP bonus to some jackass who's like, I'm a, I don't know a samurai sub war and they just which is weird and, and just using it is the mark of a bad samurai but that's why discord uh, for the, that kind of stuff definitely helps because me and i can just call it out and we've had a couple times where we needed a, like a pug dd and we got a war and i can't call it out in time so i just he overrode yeah i just pop blood rage he goes for no. okay. everyone should put yeah, just uh, put up my my AM three set and all that. Like, okay, even then, though you'll get Warcry, call it out. Even though you get Warcry with like uh, with a sub job and it's more than it's just thirty seconds, everyone should put in their Lua a buff gain timer create of one minute for Warcry 
so that if they have that go off from any person in their party using Warcry, because they have a warrior and it'll just default, it'll work correctly for the warrior, but it just won't work correctly for everyone else. Just so you know, it's on in your screen in a third column for timers if you use Windower. Uh, just just so you know it's there, so you don't overwrite it. Just just add it to your Lua. And sorry to interrupt you, Basin. You, you can also just look at your icons, too. Well, no, there's a lot. You get a lot, like three rows of icons sometimes. So especially when I have an icon pack to change your icon look, you, you won't see Warcry always. Yeah, that's Just true. an arrow. So that's why changing your icon pack so the Warcry is like a blue Mine looks Warcry. like a blue semicircle. Yeah, mine, mine looks like the Warcry um, effect image that goes over people, mini. Yeah. I'd have to get that. <laughs> but yeah, stuff like that just uh, pisses me off because we're so used to being in sync with, with the same team and especially with the Neon War. And if then some, some random warrior joins and yeah, it's just not I couldn't pleasant imagine sometimes. the pickup group, man, and having to deal with that. Yeah, we we have some adventures sometimes, right, Spicy? Oh, no. mm, yeah, that last Corsair that insisted on busting. We had rolls sometimes. Oh, I was there for that one. Yes, yes, I only roll 11s. How about you just give us a fuck? I only roll 11s and bust Crooked Card Chaos because apparently getting an 11, which is weaker than the lucky they had on Crooked Card Chaos, is more important. Uh, they had I a lucky on Crooked that. Chaos. It was lucky, yeah. That was the first thing they rolled was lucky. And they're like, well, going to keep going. Whoops, busted. No, Sorry. Let me get an I 11. Was, so I went on that run on Ninja, and I was wondering why, why my TP gain was so slow, and it must have been from just never having Sam. Meanwhile, they bust again, and meanwhile, we've killed like three families of mobs. We just want yeah. our fucking rolls, because having something is important. What the fuck? Me oh. doubled up on a nine and was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> he, he doubled up on a nine, yeah. <sighs> uh, you know, and the problem is once you're in the run, you only got less than 30 minutes by the time you even get to the first camp. You can't stop to be like, okay, stopping the run so I don't get any rewards. What are you doing wrong? We're going to do the Fox method. What are you doing wrong? And then just, <laughs> can you not bust crooked cards? Can you just give us the roll and continue on? Because, so what I like about Carrot and other Corsairs don't do is that she just uses the regal neck and goes onwards because she knows that she can do more damage than she's giving everyone else by not stopping, standing there, losing her TP, standing there waiting for double up because you're going to lose your TP again and switch out, so why even start fighting? And then going back to fighting for a, a minuscule, you're probably already capped an attack, don't need the extra story TP bonus. Uh, I like that she just gives it to us with her, her regal neck and just goes back to fighting and doing tons of damage because that benefit, in my mind, is far more important then the extra minute and uh, stopping everything you're doing to give everyone something they don't don't even actually need. If you're not getting anything from the extra couple store TP, and if you're already capped an attack, then it's a complete waste to do that. So I always appreciate when a core just continues fighting, and a lot of cores just yeah, stop there's, fighting. There's no reason to, to switch back to the dagger every time, because that's only 3.12% attack you're gaining. Yeah, and you can do it for the first roll, but on the first four you don't need it, so... Unless and the first roll like, is, is Sam roll. That, even that can matter, but it's not going to matter against like level like mid-120s, maybe level 130s content. For, like, for Bumba, for a boss, for any of them? Yeah. yeah. For Odyssey, just, just stop. Like, yeah, trash mobs? Yeah. It's not happening. Trash mobs. I'm going to call them trash mobs, too. Whatever. Yeah, that's why. When he took it out of his, uh, his rolling stuff. Yeah, just constantly losing. To, losing uh, he did it for forever. I didn't even know he took it out because he still stands there. Yeah, don't do that. 
I think you fixed it the last time. It was... Yeah, it's just, it's such a loss of time and opportunity to do that. And so many Corsairs you pick up all say I'm plus eight. And I'm sitting there thinking, I don't want your plus eight. I just want you to be good. Can I have a plus seven? Can I, can I have a plus seven court? It does better for everyone. Yeah. Can I have yeah. a Corsair that uses Hotshot on bats so they can do more than their Savage Blade? Delicious. At any rate, so we're talking about we can finish the War Merits and go back to, I guess, Blood Rage. There's not too much to about. Well, we want to finish the job abilities. There's not too much to about the job abilities left to do. There's, so there's a huge one in here. Well, there's there's Blood Rage. It's 20% crit rate, and we already talked about overriding it. And that's that's, that's, that's a nice good. boost, especially for Empyrean, but... There's Tomahawk, man. Tomahawk. Well, that's part of the Merits, too, but I guess we'll go back to the Merits. Tomahawk. Tomahawk is, is one of the more special, I don't know how to use this warrior abilities that warriors have. <laughs> Did you ever find yourself using Tomahawk? There's been ambuscades where you use it too. Oh, yeah. So Tomahawk's really cool because it reduces the uh, the resistance that, that mobs have to everything, basically, uh, by 25%, and then it's 30% if you have your, uh, your relic feet. Um, Assuming it's five out of five because it's one per one percent per level with the relic feet. It should be five out of five, or you're doing it wrong. Well, yeah, we already talked about that for a second. Yeah, so it's sick, and it lasts. Um, it lasts like over a minute. It's it's like with, with like full merits and stuff. I think it's. Let's see, it's, yeah, it's thirty like second and base and a three minute recast. The, the recast yeah. isn't even that bad. Three minutes is pretty good compared to the five minutes of everything else you have in this game. Yeah, it, it's up half the time and down half the time, which is pretty crazy. Like. Using using Tomahawk on, like, let's say you, you spawn an NM that's, like, resistant to something or whatever, just, just throw a Tomahawk at it and yep. go about your business. How far yeah, of a range can you use Tomahawk at? I don't know. Is it know. ranged? Because it doesn't even say in the wiki here. I'm actually looking and it doesn't have a range. It says throwing Tomahawk. It's an ability, so... I'd assume it's probably, like, eight. And that's a, it has, like, a third of a provokes enmity, too. So you can, if you can use it from an abil- a distance to pull something... Uh, even if you're just in a shoal sea, if you want to be cheeky, just using it on an undead mob, a ghost especially, uh, just to improve your own DPS on warrior and to pull something that you were going to pull anyway towards you, uh, it, it, it just you don't ever see warriors using it. But even just on one single ghost, and then three minutes later, if you find another undead mob to throw it on, just do that in shoal sea and then improve your own DPS, pad your own parse, if you will. It's pretty nice for the uh, the aspid if you spawn the aspid echelone or whatever. Yeah, if you're in Shoal A and, and spawn the slime as well, or anything that has a resistance, just throwing it at that mob. Uh, clots, uh, slimes, undead, elementals, anything like that that you can throw it at will reduce their their physical resistance to damage. Yeah, it's only resistance to damage, though. And apparently it, it reduces their, the, the resistance to magic damage as well. I don't know where that would really be applicable, except maybe like a weird Ongo fight. Who wants to bring it, warrior I could imagine it, it. It'd be like replacing Banishka for an element uh, skeleton yeah. or something like that. Like the same effect of resisting, reducing that magic damage. But it's not. I can't see it for that. It really. Yeah, I mean, it's just you got to think of what situations it'll actually be used in. It's like none, basically. I mean, for magic Word. damage, there. I mean, it's possible. It's possible it could improve skill chain damage and and tier three NMs. If it reduces magic damage taken, actually be very useful for doing extra skill chain damage. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I really like the ability. Um, it may not see like a ton of like actual practical use, but there's a lot of mobs out there that have resistances that you should just like throw a Tomahawk at and just kind of go to town. And since it doesn't overwrite any other thing I know of, or it's its own individual unique debuff, you might as well just use it anyway to start a fight in any NM, because why not? Yeah. 
I always do it. Because unless you are 100% aware of the actual resistance values of a mob, if it's an ambuscade or... I mean, ambuscade is usually fine. But if it's any any Shulgal anything, like if you're fighting Ubanai especially... Ubanai is another good example of the... It's like minus 75% for hand-to-hand. If you can reduce that, is it 25% as in takes it to 50% additively or is it like multiplicative and it... I don't know if we. Uh, know it's it's multiplicative with the resistance that it already has. Okay, so it's not going to take it to fifty percent instead of twenty five percent, but at least it's going to make it. What? Yeah. So basically, from so it has the example right here is like from fifty percent it takes it to thirty seven percent, and then from twenty five takes it to eighteen, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So that so, that's still nice. So if you're if you're like because if say you have no jobs left, like carrots and but monk left this D to take when we fight Ubanai. If you take a warrior for that and use tomahawk, that's going to help the monk's damage significantly. Definitely for that window, and yeah. warriors just don't ever use it, unfortunately. And it's you know they all should have it merited because warriors charge is garbage. <laughs> Doing a triple attack on a job ability. Do we have to talk about how the delay of the job ability isn't worth it? Can we just say that and be done. Uh, yeah, we we're good on that. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So you don't yeah, have those, any. Those are those are seventy five error. Abilities. Every warrior. This is there's this is like one of the jobs that has no wiggle room for its category two. It's it's those two. That's it. Anything else, you're stupid. <laughs> crossbow warrior with bloody bolts ain't a thing so don't do it it's trap <laughs> it's not a thing what was what was as he thinking when they when they made that it's just insanity i mean at 75 there were some warriors soloing because there's no trust and they would use bloody bolts like a thief would but it's just so unfortunately pathetic that it's just not even then at 75 it didn't feel good it it's felt funny. like you had no other option you could use the argument that I that I was talking about, where like you could use the um, the acid bolts or whatever. But honestly, you're better off just armor breaking something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's. But it's how can you armor bad. break with a nagling? Oh, there we go. By swapping gear. <gasps> What's that? So we touch we touch retaliation, warcry, defender, aggressor gives you accuracy, yada yada yada. Uh, that leaves restraint. <laughs> This ability is bad. <laughs> Which we it's not bad. It's bad. It's not bad like like Warrior's Charge is bad. Restraint just doesn't help enough. It's not worth it. Uh, let's put yeah. it at that. So don't use it mid-fight for the delay. You, you just don't even bother. But it lasts for five minutes. It gives you minuscule extra damage. You might as well have it on. It doesn't inconvenience you. Just have it on. But that's 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 my gaining from it. It's hard for a parser to tell the difference. <laughs> so what what restraint does is every time you hit the mob, it helps build up extra weapon skill damage for the next weapon skill. But it's it's so 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 tiny, very small. Yes, that it, you're not gonna see it. So you might as well have it. But unfortunately, it's, it's like the opposite swing. of impetus. Yeah, one point two percent. One point two five percent per swing. But you got to think you're going to weapon skill after about four swings, so it's like so you're running like like six percent, five percent, yeah. And then uh, it resets after you weapon skill, so what, you're going to get another five percent again. Cool. It's not. It doesn't really show up. Yeah. So it's it's good to have on. It's better than nothing. But don't don't. I mean, let's see how the Empyrean hands. I think a restraint. It like gives more than double the effective restraint. So let's see how that works because it. Does it? It probably doesn't overwrite the cap. Oh, there's no cap on skill damage, but there's a diminishing there's returns. A is there a cap on it? Thirty percent. Well, there's a cap on the ability. Yeah, which is the weapon skill damage cap. 
But at least let's let's say like they, they throw something ridiculous on the Imperium plus two hands, like double attack or something, and they're actually good. And the only thing they're missing is DT. Warrior could have a more aggressive, stronger build by more than doubling their that one point two five being more than double, because it's like one twenty percent already. It's probably gonna go one thirty forty. Maybe it'll make it even more, who knows? It's probably gonna be like one thirty at least though. So having that much of a boost on top of that, having an extra, you know, 10% weapon skill damage every weapon skill, that's actually a meaningful number. But if the hands have to have other good TP redeeming benefits to be that piece in this case. Right now they don't because it's an old 109, 119 piece. Yeah. More excited about the, the Imperian legs. I'm curious to see what they'll do with the defensor on it and the, the other stats they, they add on top of it. My guess is it'll be fencer plus one at plus two, and then at plus three it might get fencer plus two. It's that, already that's, that's thirty though. plus two at one nineteen. Or sorry, I'd be plus two again, and then plus three probably. Well, it also has double attacks plus six already, so you have to imagine it's going to go to double attack eight, nine, maybe ten, even at plus three, based on how other gear is already that's higher cool. in double attack for warrior. So they might lack DT, but the fencer and high double attack and having other redeeming qualities on it, like more than no accuracy in 23 attack, uh, more HP, because it's 50 HP seven years ago. It's pretty good for pants, so it's probably going to have even more HP. Those could replace Sakpata without DT. You could have more glassy, stronger warriors, but if you're using, it could even tip the balance more towards Nagling being um, more so, less, you know, it'd be less arguable than it is now. I like the idea. I'm what I'm hoping for, and I'm not sure if you're kind of getting at that. Um, is that it goes up to like plus four or plus five? Like it gains one per level. I could see three and four. Because, I couldn't see five because there's a cap defensor. Like it caps at eight. So if you hit that cap with that one piece of gear, then you don't have to wear the rest of the other pieces. Of gear well, the other piece else. you're wearing already, right? Like the necklace and stuff. It's just you necklace and shield, necklace. basically. So you're at six out of eight right now, I think already. Uh, I mean. So the, the, the pants being well. good would overcap you, but it's more about the pants being good in general, like having uh, more than 6% double attack and having other redeeming qualities on them. Yeah, I Because guess. the set also augments double attack, so it depends. I don't know if they're going to change that set bonus, but the set bonus is pretty lame. But the set bonus is nice. Um, let's see. The set bonus is... It's a 1% chance of occurring per piece. Da -da -da -da. It causes your double attacks to do double damage. Or I suppose I should say that the maximum rank is eight, is what the wiki says. Well, we have we don't really have gear beyond that to test it at this point. We do. do we? Yeah. we do. There's a cap of eight. That's what it says. Like there's well, a whole. Slew I don't know of if gear. there's been testing published on it. Uh, Fencer trait tiers, Ritz cracker, BG. If it's on BG, it's old testing. It's probably like Abyssia era testing. We click it. Probably, but all of these pieces look like they exist except for the warrior's beat necklace. So well, since the first one is fencer for beast on Alakazam, let's see, let's see Ritz Cracker. Fencer two for beast. <laughs> it's Ritz Cracker on BG. This post is from 2011, so yeah, it's old. A lot of the so good I don't know if people want to go out and, and retest their their fencer, you know, by all means. I don't think it's going to cap. Hopefully not. But if it does, though, um, the presence of gear that caps things in different ways is just as important as like gear that would push it past the cap in a sense like like just because it does one or the other doesn't make one or the other like better or worse it just means you can change the other pieces in your set around if it does have a cap which is great yeah it's good to have uh, a lot of options it's like um yeah. so when the new imperium plus two comes out in three i have to update the dragoon guide of course it already needs updates now and i'm going to wait for the imperium to start looking at it again 
it's going to be like um, how Nayame came on. I haven't updated the skill chain damage set. When you have Trishula on, getting the extra 3 to 10, I mean, I think counting 3 being the skill chain damage bonus. On top of, now you can look at Valorous and the 15, 11% from that cap and then 15% from the Warder's Charm. It starts allowing you to move around. Uh, is it more optimal to not use this ring? Is it more optimal to not use this or that? And being able to actually move around pieces instead of just being like Nayame, that's it. Uh, having these extra pieces to cap in different ways is pretty important. Yeah, man. So let's see. Did we miss anything? Like as far as like warrior can almost full time berserk. I guess we could just like mention that real quick. We mentioned that really quick. Yeah, I mean, aside from that though, I think we've like covered all the abilities. There's a lot of abilities, but it's all we didn't talk about the one hour. Well, yeah, but I mean, phrase and rush. <laughs> mighty, and rush mighty is strikes bad. Is mighty good. strikes is amazing. Yeah. yeah, mighty strikes is great. Makes everything crit. Even things that don't crit. Brazen Rush is bad. Yep. Brazen Rush lasts half as long as Mighty Strikes and does much less than half the effect. So yeah. Brazen Rush is 100%. It's like Saber Dance. For, that's what I called it pre-episode, is Saber Dance for, for Warrior that's not nearly as good. Starts at 100. It's not. It's 30 seconds long, nothing boosts it. You know what they could really do for Empyrean, since all of the uh, AF or, or Relic or whatever improves the duration of the first one hour by 15 seconds or so on, depending on what it is. How about the Empyrean as a piece that it fucking improves the, the second one hour by 15 seconds? That would be very nice. Be good Yag- for a lot of jobs. Imagine the Yagasumi for 15 more seconds. Oh, yes. A full minute of Yagasumi. Full minute. Yeah, think about it. Think about it. Yagasumi lasts longer than Brazen Rush, and it's infinitely better. Because Brazen Rush is 100% double attack that starts decaying. And since Warrior already has so much double attack in his TP set, it's only for weapon skills. So yeah, how many times can he weapons go in, in 30 seconds? Mekio Shishui really sucks, though. No, I don't think it really sucks at all. Which, last, last night it came up, dazing, right? You don't gain TP during it. That's fine. No, it's not. That's fine. That's not fine. It's fine. Do you know why it's oh. fine? Because when you're fighting something and get up and you're weakened and throw on Yagasumi and don't have any buffs or anything and then show up, throw out Mikio Shizui? Shizui? Shazam. Fucking Shazam. Mikio <laughs> Shazam, Mikio Fufui. When you throw up the, the Baba Booey, you get an I'm instant you get an instant me. four weapon skills if you use the, the feat. And you get a ridiculous skill chain damage boost. It breaks this, okay. the skill chain damage cap. By I think it's like um, it was like two percent per tier, so you get an extra forty percent. You get like up to ninety percent skill chain damage boost, and four free weapon skills that you just fire off rapidly. So you get a ridiculous ability to do skill chain damage without having the ability. To, like you don't have to get anything. Like it's it's not like when you're fighting. It's not mighty strikes, yes, but the ability to gain a ninety percent skill chain boost to an instant four weapons four step skill chain is ridiculous. That's not bad. It's not Eagle Eye Shot. Hey, yeah. Eagle Eye Shot isn't bad either. Carrot proved that. <laughs> she did beat Arabati with like a 24k Eagle Eye Shot. No, it was it was insanely more. It was like a 43k. Was it 43? <laughs> it was, it was yeah, you're right. In, in, the, in the static chat fault. Uh, it was, uh, okay, yeah. so it was like 40-ish k Eagle Eye Shot. Which even then, that's that's... I still think Mikio Baba Booey is a stronger ability than Eagle Eye Shot, but... Yeah, of course. It's, it's, just it's a... the fact that the job points let it break the cap by a ridiculous amount of skill chain damage, and if you're weakened and don't have boss or anything, you can run up and instantly have four weapon skills to pop off with Yagasumi to keep you from dying to AoE abilities. That's like the perfect hey, combo. 
when you're fighting non-Odyssey bosses, I'm sure that matters. It's just, it's like, it's not worthless, though. I know you can't gain TP while it's on, but the extra benefits that come with it are nice. Well, you, you can. Like, I think people are going to be like, oh, yes, you can. So, yeah, you can, meditate. like, meditate and stuff. Yeah, and you can use wings and so you, you get can a, use, you like, get a, attack roll, worst case scenario. So you can get but a five-step like, off right there with, with... Have another Samurai Iki Shoten you. Or not Iki Shoten, uh, what's it called? Think about it, if you're doing yeah, 90% skill chain damage boost, I know this is a warrior episode and it's a minor digression, but if you're doing 90% skill chain damage boost and you're doing like unbuffed weapon skills for like 10k, you could be doing cap damage if there's a certain number of steps for skill chain damage boost. That more than makes up for it. On the right mob, yeah. Yeah, but, if, um... if it's a tier 3, no, but I'm sure there's times where people have been wiping and desperate and this is the only option they have and it's a shit ton better than Eagle Eye Shot or Brazen Rush. There's been like no skill chain damage that's been good on any of the Odyssey mobs though. Tomahawk, but Brazen Rush is infinitely worse than than Brazen Rush be bad, than yeah. Mikio Baba Booey. Yeah, yeah, like definitely. I don't think it needs to degrade. Like what what would have been the harm of them just having you pop Brazen Rush and having Brazen Rush just been a hundred percent double attack? I think Brazen Rush should have lasted for a minute of hundred percent double attack non decaying, and it would have been like eh, it's all right, but it's fine. Like Fly High should be a minute as well. Yeah. Fly High is better than Brazen Rush, but it's in the same vein Fly, as he's designed. Fly High would be pretty busted in a minute. Okay, 45 seconds like Yagasumi then. Uh, hey, you still have to wait for the recast of the fucking jumps for a 30 yeah, second they're ability. They're reduced to like 10 seconds, but you still only get two of them off because of the 30 second ability and it may reset them. So you have to use them all first. So you have to like make sure you use everything before you use a one hour, otherwise it doesn't do anything. And it's a 10 second recast. So you yeah, get an extra one Dragoon, or two jumps. It's the Dragoon Mekiyoshishi. Yeah, you're also still getting TP during it. Yeah, so it's better. Like, like if it gave your Wyvern something else, like a Stone Skin or a Regen or anything, then yeah, 30 seconds seems reasonable. But 30 seconds for using jumps that have droppability delay and you have to be buffed in general to have them be important. I mean, getting two extra jump rounds in for a few extra weapon skills when everyone's popping them off constantly with Sam's roll anyway, it's really underwhelming. I didn't feel it was it was enough to just like say that Brazen Rush was garbage. Like that's the reason I'm going on about all these other ones because they're so much better. Like sure, Mighty Strike is amazing. Like that 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 job ability does exactly what Warrior wants to do, and that's to hit things with a Mac truck. Especially because Warrior but, is a critical attack bonus job trait. Yeah, like most of the time, like on the highest end, like you're gonna be doing like close to cap damage. It's stupid. If not just cap. Um it's progressively yeah, gotten it's better the, as gear and stuff and warrior is creeped. Yeah, Brazen Rush is bad. <laughs> it's not even safer dance. Do you have a saying in uh Belgium, I mean Germany, for 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 how we describe Brazen Rush basing? Um let me think. Well uh, per- perhaps Rede Slecht. Uh it sounds like bad. It's the closest I can think of is dog shit. Dog shit. Wow. <laughs> you said like hate a schlecht, right? It sounded like like Hundeschlecht. Yeah, spelled R E T E. Like like dog bed. Yeah, yeah. Hate is like Oh you said right. Okay. Okay, yeah, that's different. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so we're gonna go into the meat of a warrior now, and Basing's gonna take the lead here. <laughs> and say if there's anything we missed talking about, like damage limit plus or <laughs> resist virus. Or <laughs> it was always the weirdest resist trait that exists. What does it ever matter? 
yeah, shield mastery. Uh, yeah, lots of yeah, smite of course, which uh, warrior and dark both got. Dark Knight gets it a little more. Yeah, of we course. talked pre-show about how warrior keeps berserk up pretty much full time, and Dark Knight doesn't. But then we started talking. Fox was saying how Lance Retort's still better, even if it doesn't get that duration because of the job ability haste. Yeah, it's definitely better. So yeah, for the other traits, we, we got most of them. Just, uh, yeah, resist fire, resist just, yeah. Uh, shield defense bonus. Lots of weird stuff in it. Okay, so tell me about all the weapons that you reasonably want to use on a warrior that you'd want to have basing. The weapons that I use, I'm not saying most people, well, the, the weapons most warriors should have is, of course, the Luxonic Mace, uh, Shining One, <laughs> Nagling, if you want. Yeah. But um, I also use uh, Farsha and Ukon on top of them uh, whenever it's it's handy or uh, most potent, of course. But uh, yeah, those uh, those earlier weapons I mentioned, you, you just gotta have them. And it saddens me when I see, like we talked about earlier, some of those bug wars who just use nagling the entire run. It's like skeletons doesn't matter. We had that part in the nest where we tried to have the warrior skill chain with us and the only one to do was spam nagling and it was just like, uh, dude, you can't skill chain with us. Yeah. We're magic bursting. And the amount of times where we somehow managed to get a multi-step going and he just savage blades right after we finished the skill chain and we're both trying to magic burst and just ah, dying of so, frustration. <laughs> I'm a fire my lasers. There's yeah. there's stuff in there I could see you not using like scythe or dagger stuff that warrior typically does not use because pole arm does piercing and it's infinitely better to use shining one so it's all warriors also not on the ambuscade dagger so yeah scythe I've never used on a warrior like uh, really spiral hell fun uh, funny aside though like as far as like having smite with warrior and um, yeah pole arm doing things that are stupid well you can actually use carambit on warrior. Especially during uh, Mighty Strikes. But would you use it over a club, especially with your, your Fencer and, and Savagery TP bonus and everything? I don't know. I might. I don't Crit think critting so. every hit, Critting every hit on his Urn Fist, as well as having a permanent crit rate for the TP gain. Well, just for Mighty Strikes, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. You're, I, that would be better, yeah. I could see. It's well, an interesting mean, idea. Definitely. I can't say it will be better, but in my mind, without doing any further thought it sounds like that would be the optimal 45 seconds of fun with mighty strikes if you need <laughs> blunt damage not sticking to a club with mighty strikes which would be very underwhelming with fencer most people would just like stick to the club though but eight hits of mighty strikes plus a weapon that gives you extra tp when you crit on top and instead of doing uh you know because you're gonna get high tp return too with yeah. with karen it, versus using a single building club for mighty strikes in this case yeah, the apparently context. you just you just spam the crap out of that uh, that weapon skill and just go nuts like it's old school. Even when I see table throw on Karen bits for certain NMs on Dancer or something when we're doing times three farm, his TP gain is is pretty significant. Yeah, in fact, it's weird. I've only been underwhelmed with it on Puppet Master. Like I I love using it on Ninja and I love using it on Dancer. Like it's almost like they were made for that. <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a thing. And I don't see why Warrior couldn't use it either. I'm sure there have been other people who have brainstormed that, but it's something I've been thinking about, but I haven't actually run out and just done it myself. I think it's a terrible Warrior. I think even if you're only using Karambit for a blunt, weak mob in Odyssey, which is you definitely will encounter NMs that if you're actually playing this game and not sitting there waiting for the timer to run out, because why are you playing the game if that's all you're doing? Just 
just my take. If you want to have fun and do stuff differently, I could definitely see being a warrior and being like, yeah, I want to keep Karamba because I want to be prepared for a situation where I can go, you know, fucking buck wild on this mob for 45 seconds doing all this. And, and who's ever going to get to be like, how many times do you mighty strikes a certain fist something? Yeah, exactly. It's just fun. And it's actually effective in this example, but it's, it's just fun. Mighty strikes combo. I mean, you're typically not fighting something where you only need blunt damage on a warrior and you're mighty striking at the same time, but it's, it's an example of how there's a lot more to warrior and how many different weapons you should be able to justify and use effectively instead of just one weapon. Yeah, you should really yeah, just have all of them. So how many is that basically? You have, you have how many great axes? You have three, four great axes? How many great axes? Uh, I got Ukon, uh, Chango, Aga. <laughs> Don't laugh. I have a bravura that I never use. <laughs> oh, what um, boy. We'll talk about that one. I also have a, a Swagnarok. Yes, I call it Swagnarok. This... Well, it's only for lock style. That's why it's a Swagnarok. Of course. As Fox never... fucking has a hemorrhage and aneurysm over there. Yeah. yeah. I, you know Fox. I'm a collector. I, I yeah, never yeah, use yeah, them. Yeah. I just made them. But uh, yeah, they're both of the relic options for Warrior are halfable, of course. Don't sweat it, dude. Like, if, if there was a world where I had some sort of, like, mental breakdown and I decided to make a Ragnarok, I would probably use it just to, just because I had made it, but I would probably never make it to be. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm bored, I'm just oh, like, killing random stuff on, on Warrior. I'll, I'll whip it out and uh, uh, do a score. Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> but always, always a lot. I never dare try it in like a, an odyssey run of like hey guys so, i'm using uh right <laughs> the, the the real meta strat here is you have to lock style the erratic al goal plus one and then use scourge just yeah. just to assert your dominance it's a fusion weapon skill yeah you have to lock style the better weapon and then use the, the worst weapon yep so good are there ever been I, times where I, you I, wanted yeah, a montente uh, or a radic sword plus great sword plus one I actually have a Spider Rocket Lock style on Rune Fencer, but uh, yeah, continue. Spicy. I was asking on War if there's been a time where you've wanted Montente, the greatsword from Sarama R15 plus one, or any other greatsword for any purposes. Like like uh, Resolution on Rune Fencer, uh, Rune Fencer. On Warrior has fallen a favor as the game has evolved and gear has changed and things have come out. It's not like it used to be, um, especially when it used to just be mostly also Mighty Strike spamming with it. But. Yeah. Uh, there have been like anything like a time you wanted to have a great sword on your warrior that you felt either you or Fox. Not, not really, no. But uh, yeah, it's not a bad option, the Montante, if you really wanna wanna use it. But ever since Nagelin never... came out for the same frag property, so, I can't even see because he used to just spam it not the skill chain too. I would use my Montante plus one uh, on like this is gonna be like really specific, but like something like Maju, I guess, where I know everyone around it is going to be using Savage Blade and you don't want a skill chain. So I would just succumb to the, the fragmentation weapon skills. And in a situation like that, where I can actually have access to my sub job, I'm not going to be using enabling <laughs> because I'm going to be using sub Sam instead and, uh, and be spamming uh, great weapons. So weapons how do you justify instead of using Nagling for not skill chaining the same situation on Maju, how do you justify using Montente for that? I know why it's going to be. But it's just... high buff. Yeah, it's so, high so buff. So first off, it's high buff. And second off is you're almost capping delay with uh, Hasso. You're, you're coming pretty close. 
And that's going to be better than single wielding, even if, you know, Fencher is giving you the 1,000 TP bonus. Because the, the, the main argument when it comes to whether or not you're going to use a great weapon or whether or not Savage Blade is going to be king is does it matter that your weapon's going at 2K or does it matter that your weapon's going at like 1K? Because the, the people who, who argue with like Nagling is like, if you if your weapon's skilling a little bit slower than the the great weapon, but you're doing it at an effective 2K, but the great weapon is just getting to 1K really fast over and over and over again, like which one actually puts out more damage because it's basically like almost the same window of time. Um, I would probably not favor the one-handed weapon simply because it's... The TP gain is also low. That's what people don't count on with that. Well, it sort of is. So, so warrior is special with all these jobs out there that are that are spamming Savage Blade. Uh, in my mind, like if, if from the strategist point of view, warrior probably makes one of the better uses of Nagling, only because you get access to tools like retaliation. Like, so if, if you have the monster's attention, you are able to up your weapon skill frequency from being attacked, and that is going to be pretty key in making that work in situations where you don't have a dancer to help augment your uh, job ability haste. So, yeah, from playing around with Farsha enough, and even you know nagling on my own, um, you do get TP pretty quickly, but it doesn't feel like a great weapon where like you're just constantly weapon skilling without even seeing your animations. And there, there is a huge difference there. Like there is a huge FTP bonus when it comes to like using something like enabling. So I can't really talk from like the counter argument point of having like similar high damage spam from upheaval because I don't have a, a Chango yet. But Chango would also that would be, be upheaval. That would be, be the analog. So if we're staying in the example yeah. and, and of Maju, of yeah, Maju, or there's other NMs like let's say Boomba's one. Yeah, it's kind of a joke now, but see, I I, could, I thought about Boomba in using that as an example, but I can't because you don't have access to sub jobs. Yes, so and it doesn't work. There, Nagling yes. starts to pull a bit of head, yeah, because you're, yeah, without so like without in that Hasso, yes, you would not be using resolution against. Yeah, and and you don't, yeah, you don't want to be using a great weapon without without Asa, really. There's you'd rather use the TP bonus, honestly. But against so Onikafora would be another example. Yeah, sure. So Maju Onikafora stuff that you still fight for. You know, and there, there will be other, yeah, for Ionics, there'll be other NMs in the future, mobs that come up that the same thing happens on where you ambuscades. ambuscades. There's going to be, there's other things that come up. So, having in general, especially because wings are so cheap, they're like 14 or less K a stack just to finish this weapon off. And it takes no effort to freaking get it, pretty much. Um, having the war cry when you have so much fencer and you're not capping delay, having the war cry and other stuff, because Maju is rather quick. Um, having that on so you can get to that 2k just as quickly when you're getting her even faster with a greatsword versus using nagling uh, makes no difference because the FTP starts to have a diminishing return after that fact for both weapon skills. <clears throat> you go from 0.72, you know, less than 0.72 yeah, to 1.5 to 2.25 versus it's like four and a half or something to 10.25 to like 13 and a half because I've seen Savage Blades paid so many times. So after after two K, it's diminishing returns for both. Since you're already there at one thousand on that, and you have an access to the sub job in this case, and you're trying not to skill chain, and you have the buffs because resolution has such an attack penalty on it was like twenty five percent. It's uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's fifteen percent. It's fifteen yeah, percent. 
But since it's FTP replicate and there's so many hits and you have all the buffs to go with it and the TP gain, da 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 it makes more sense for a quick Zerg of that kind of fight. Onigafor is longer. And I could see Nagling maybe being more sensible because you have to keep turning and you have TP you're holding. So that would be more sensible. But if just for something like Maju, I could see using Resolution and Montente in situation. That's just like, so, that's, a, that's a real sort of niche use case, but there are reasons to just use other weapons that are better in this case. Yeah, but unfortunately, what it always circles back to is because Savage Blade is what's used on like all these other jobs constantly, you're kind of locked into that in those situations. Like you have to consider like just fragmentation options because otherwise you're going to be fucking up the content. Like you do not want to skill chain Maju. Spoilers, it'll probably kill you. Well, it'll it'll um, level up. You can like I fought Maju recently and we were it, we yeah. were skill chaining. It just it started becoming arduous and we're like, okay, guys, stop stop skill chaining them. But yeah. we still killed them quickly before the level up happened. So one weapon that hasn't been mentioned yet that, that I use, it's not Arima, um, is I use uh, Dolly Kennis, and it's awesome. Yep. So it, it's, it's like so frequently overlooked too, but it's Dola a huge option. Dolly the Ambuscade Axe. Yeah, it's the, it's the one-handed Ambuscade Axe, and it's spammy just like Savage Blade is, right? Um, it's weird because the TP bonus doesn't really do anything for you for the weapon skill because you gain accuracy when it comes to like the TP you have. Which is cool, right? Like your weapon skill sets can can vary, and it's always nice to have good accuracy, especially when it comes from the weapon skill. Um, but if you look at what it does compared to Savage Blade, um, Decimation actually can have a higher FTP than your 2K Savage Blade can, but it's spammed at 1K. So it's actually competitive with it. The problem, huge air quotes, is that it's a fusion weapon skill. That's a good thing, though, when you're with a bunch of people who are only spamming yeah. Savage Blade, because skill chaining is the free weapon skill in this case. If there's yeah, ninety nine percent of content, please do that. <laughs> um, there are fights though where you want to keep in mind that you don't want a skill chain, but they're extremely rare. But yeah, it's it's free damage. Um, now it's going to fluctuate a lot more than Savage Blade will. Well, I say a lot, but if you're act capped, it's not a ton. Um, but you have to like land all your hits and you have to land extra hits and stuff. And and warrior has a high amount of double attack. Um, this weapon skill is really synergistic with your sack gear, which savage blade is not um, because you want multi-attack in it. Cause it's an FTP transfer weapon skill. And then if you're using it with the, the actual Dolly Kennis itself, or even the Kaja ax, it gives a plus 120% damage to that weapon skill, which is massive. And it needed it because FTP is technically really low. Somewhere out there, there's a warrior in five out of five R zero Sakpata using Savage Blade in that same set. Yeah, probably. And it, it's funny because in five out of five R zero Sakpata, you're probably going to get better numbers with Dolly Kennis, which is which is great. So um, if you look at the BG page, I, I kind of question what this guy had recently added about elemental nexing corgets. I got I don't know the frame of reference that he's talking about, but they add the Dolly Kennis page or. Yeah, the Dolly Kennis page, um, or Decimation page, sorry. I checked the history on it. There's this dude that, like, added, due to the fixed low FTP of weapon skill, the Elemental Gorgeous and Belter, 5.5% increase in FTP each. It's FTP replicating, so. Well, right, but that's not a 5.5% increase unless Oh, the, the extra, extra bullet added after that. Yeah, so this is this is a confusing statement because it is not a 5.5% increase in FTP depending on how many hits you have in the weapon skill. So unless he's talking about 0.1 being a 5.5% increase, yeah, which it I, might that's, be. that's something someone introduced me. Yeah, it basically it's phrased poorly because it, it again skews from, what gorgets and belts actually do. But, someone named Lord Trey. I missed this because yeah. I usually watch all the recent edits. Someone added this. 
this is this is kind of a bad edit. I'm but gonna I'm gonna to remove clarify, this edit. Yeah, to to clarify though, the it adds 0.1 to the FTP of the weapon skill. So it's a 1.75, doesn't change like the rest of them do, but you get 1.75 for every hit you land. So it's a three-hit weapon skill, plus you can get an additional attack, right? And that's if you're single wielding. So that's four hits at 1.75. Um, which is going to be uh, seven, right? And then you add one hundred and twenty percent to that, so it's like basically plus twenty or uh, one hundred twenty percent to it is. Uh, You're doing your uh, math with your chair moving. Yeah, off the top of my head, uh, it's it's basically going to come out to not just double the damage um, or double the FTP. It's going to come out to fourteen. It's going to come out to roughly seventeen FTP. If you are uh, F5 Single page, way. I've removed that, so it's just back to the weapon skills that should be transferred across all hits, elemental gorgets, and belts are an excellent options for this. Yeah. Because that, that, what he added was not, no. But that's without the belts, though. <laughs> if you're, you can get another 0.8 out of that to every single hit, which adds up because it's almost like a whole other plus one FTB just from wearing the belts and necks, so it gets pretty crazy. Um. Yeah, this this weapon skill is really gross. You just have to land all the hits. So the reason I'm, use it. the reason I'm so hard on nagling is not just because every warrior just slaps it on and doesn't and there's there's a variance in how good or bad the warrior is beyond that. It's that if you have we use multiple warriors frequently because of how great Warcry is and everything. If you have content, which is most content, and both warriors are spamming the same thing and no skill chains happening, having another warrior using Dolakenis and how powerful that can be. Even if you're not doing the same damage as Savage Blade, you are exceeding it by skill chaining with Decimation with that warrior. Just that's, that's it. You're you're exceeding it. So if you had a Savage Blade warrior because like they're not serious warrior, and you had a Chango warrior, that is better than having two Savage Blade warriors in most <laughs> situations. Like like when by most I mean the vast majority. To I don't want to have to give an example of an exception of that situation like a tier three not having skill chain damage taken. So the vast majority of this entire game where damage matters, having another warrior skill chaining instead of just doing Savage Blade for no skill chain. Because I've had ambuscades I joined, there's two warriors, and they're both Savage Blading, and the Bard Savage Blading, and no one is skill chaining. Having that happen is less efficient than having a warrior getting random skill chains by spamming their weapon skill with someone else. Like, Like the Corsair, the Bard, the warrior, they're all using the same weapon skill. Everyone's using Savage Blade. Using Dola Kennis to get more damage than the weapon skill itself free, even if you're not well, close, you're exceeding it, is a better DPS gain. It's just that simple. I haven't even mentioned the cool part. So if you're if you're spamming Savage Blade at the optimal place that most warriors do, you get a 10.25 FTP weapon skill. So already your, your weapon skill on warrior is going to be about 7 FTP higher when you're single wielded. Now... Decimation doesn't really care that much about your TP bonus from Venser. So why don't you just dual wield? And then that way you get an additional offhand hit that adds FTP. And then you get an additional no uh, and then you get an additional chance <laughs> at, at a multi-attack there as well. So what you end up with well, what you end up with is a 23 FTP weapon skill and a 30 FTP weapon skill when it uh, has all eight hits in the attack round. So it's between six by, and eight. By dual wielding, you get an extra hit forced in there too. So, Yeah, it is almost three times more powerful than Savage Blade. Plus you get Utsusemi, which is useful. Sure. I mean, you can just DT your way through most things. You, you can, yes, but it just maybe there's something you want. But, it's, just, it's a minor note. I'm being facetious, so. But th- this is the stuff that, that people never look at, though. Like, and, but it's you know, why... Basing was pretty close to be like... It was pretty quick to be like, yep, with the decimation on Dolly Kennis. And, 
So yeah, yeah I've, I've used it on uh, Beastmaster on Wave Three in, uh, in certain times as well, and with the right buffs, it was just fifty k decimation spam. Because, like you said earlier, you just uh, yeah. spam it at one k TP and don't have to worry about oh, save up enough TP to make it good. Yeah, no, you just, just spam, 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 spam. So yeah, uh, it's, yeah, it's gross, and it's, it's even it's well. even on Warrior with natural you know multi attack and. Even if you're not getting your Warcry benefit that, that Negling gets, you know, trying to push it up to 3k, which is not nearly enough to compete, um, you're still giving that Warcry bonus to the rest of your party. So it's not going, you know, to waste or anything. It's not like you're wasting Warcry. You're giving it to everyone it's still else. Attack. Except... You need yeah, to make and sure it's you're still attack. active. Well, yeah, it's still attack and it's still PDL. plus 700 TP bonus to everyone else spamming Savage Blade. So... so... I guess I wanted to touch on the weapons first, but I knew it was going to get right into the discussions about nagling and and follow. It's just because we're already on top of it. I, I, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm done with that. Like, but following wants to talk about is yeah. I mean, ba basing is probably partial to access. I guess you get to about Farsha here before I go into following up yeah. with skill training with Chango and having Smite and having higher, you know, attack delay actually being capped with a sub job here. And using Chango and fusioning in your way through all the light skill chains for having a skill chain bonus in your fucking weapon in the first place, like Chango has. I mean, we're on Axe now, so let's. That actually just pretty much covers the entirety. You can just turn it off now. Then what I just said just covers the entirety of Warrior. <laughs> I know you like yeah. Farsha a lot, though, so talk about Farsha. Because you used yeah. Dolakenis as well, I've seen you do, so. Yeah, I said the most about Farsha earlier already, but uh, I, I'm, I'm loving Farsha and I'm. I'm still uh, enjoying it more every time I, I I get to use it in in Odyssey and and stuff like that. But uh, Dolicanus with the estimation is definitely like Fox said, um, very good. And uh, yeah, a lot of people forget about it. Sadly, it's really if you have multiple warriors in your group and you're fighting an ambuscade and you're just going both in the same mob at the same time, or you're just even just a warrior and everyone else using Savage Blade, you have a blue who's newer, you have a war, a bard, a corsair, a, I don't know, anyone else using fusion, like a fragmentation, a fucking rune fencer using, uh, you know, dim deation or something. Anything that's going like that, just using Dola Kennis makes more sense than spamming Savage Blade in this case, as long as you're buffed. If you're not right. buffed, yeah, the attack bonus on Nagling is a, is a is a huge selling point of the weapon, but if you're buffed, there's no reason not to skill chain and do massive deeps as a warrior's there to do. I, I'm actually really interested in what your take is, having both Farsha and Ukon, like, comparing the two. I figured Farsha is super useful for being able to do tons of magic damage situations for, like, various NMs you'd encounter the need to do that on, but... It's, it's great that you have the, the Cloud Splitter option, but uh, yeah, the the wide damage numbers from your, your swings on the Ukon is definitely going to be higher, logically, of course. Yeah. yeah. But um, it's I haven't been uh, parsing like every run and comparing it to the to the exact number. But uh, from my general take of it and my experience, it's not that big a difference. Like with Farsha, I obviously sub uh, Dragoon, and with uh, Ukon, I sub uh, Samurai. But um, yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess the biggest thing that I'm hung up on is when I look at great axe weapon skills, I see like 5.0 FTP is like the top or 6.5 FTP is like the top end for like 3k upheaval. And that just to me like rings out that it's 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 kind of not great, you know. It Chango gets around factor. it. Chango gets around it because it gets uh the the Aeonic R15 bonus, you know, it adds more damage to the rest of the hits and stuff. But like great axe weapon skills don't even have FTP transfer from what I've seen. And 
you know, I, I know that the white damage on Ukon is cool, but I, I just can't imagine it being competitive with Mistral Axe, which is a really weird thing to say. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's also it's not competitive with it because the yeah, great, great axe weapon skills uh, kind of suck, like you said. But <laughs> um, with Ukon, most of the time, I'm just it's it's all about the white damage pretty much, and it, that's why it, it w just kind of works with me because he, he uses Savage Blade, and I just with my aim three set, I just swing a couple times and the mob dies like from certain mobs from 100 is just swing 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 it's dead and then yeah. when i have 3k tp i i just use a an upheaval or something and even those upheavals do kind of good numbers so it's, it's yeah, not because i i imagine you're getting like five digit auto attacks because i i get pretty cool auto oh, yeah. attacks with russia and definitely i've seen like what is it 14 15k depending on the mob it's <laughs> gross yeah, it's pretty insane. And that's definitely a, a use case for Hedgerondi body, as you were saying, Fox. That's, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. definitely a use case for that right there. Oh, yeah, crit your balls off. Blood Rage being even more important for the Imperians. But I've used All Mace as well, as I've talked about on this podcast. For So for Odyssey, Shulsey being the majority of the content people talk about, when you go to the floor four and you definitely are not finishing things in one weapon skill because as much as everyone talks about nailing doing more damage, you're not one-shotting any of those mobs at that point. The extra white damage from Ukon... So Ukon's always been a joke historically for Warrior ever since, I guess, Adeline. I mean, I'm not going to apply to an exact time frame before someone quotes me and be like, no, it was still good when Adeline came out. It's, it's historically for the past six years been a joke. But in the context of um, Odyssey Shoal Sea, when we started saying stuff a year ago or so about, actually, by the way, the JPs have been using Ukon because it's actually really good. In the context of... It's not about how much your weapon skill does. It's about finishing the mob afterwards. When I'm on Blue Mage using Nagling and Thebron, which is the equivalent to me of using uh, Nagling and a shield on Warrior, and I finish yeah. the mob to like 10 or 6%, and my white damage is utterly shit, and then I feel like like I'm at 2%, but it's going to take a couple attack rounds. You know, just having to use a weapon skill at like 6 or 9 or 11% feels really bad. So in the context of applying white damage, because if you're fighting an NM, skill chain damage and pure weapon skill damage, because everyone's spamming, it's going to be the king. In all, all jobs, all content. So if it's Dragoon using Trishula versus Rangamont, same example of Warrior. I could see using Rangamont in fucking various pieces of content, NMs and stuff, that didn't exist as a valid use case for the weapon that I've been very hard on historically until Odyssey came around. But in this, in this example here of how much white damage can matter, doing a 14k hit to finish a mob that's like 6% or so, depending on the HP, what, I mean, if I had the HP of the mob in front of me, it's like 60, 70, it's up there. They have about 60k. Yeah, using that much, doing 14k to finish a mob you can't one-shot weapon skill is infinitely better. I'm not infinitely, I'm, I'm being hyperbolic. Is dramatically yeah. better and feels better and is more optimal and more engaging and satisfying as an experience on a warrior than just you can't finish the mob's white damage with nagling and a shield it's just really bad yeah that's why that's where i get the most of my enjoyment out of uh for warrior just those big white damage numbers and just downing a mob in a couple of swings with a the with the great axe is just a fun feeling even it's still today in Odyssey. So it's not that Uko, Ukon is better than Chango. It's not. But in the context of how you're using a weapon, which is what matters for Warrior because it's the job of all weapons in context and how you apply those weapons, whether it's Karambit for Mighty Strikes, 
uh, using Montente from Maju, or just using a club for undead, using Shining One for certain piercing foes, and changing weapons. It's the job of context. So yes, Chango in general, if you're spamming, doing light skill chains, etc., as a full-fledged warrior is going to be better in a lot of situations than just spamming Nagling. But even in this context of how you apply weapons on warrior, which is understanding that is the whole successful goal of being a warrior, just in this case, just the white damage is everything. And it's not in general. So it's understanding the differences is important. Yeah, definitely. And that's the the one thing that most warriors that we or myself encounter usually in game don't understand is uh, everyone thinks it's a full-time Sakpada nagling spam and that's it. But yeah. yeah. And that's why I'm so hard on this because understanding that is hard to put into like a brief fortune cookie context. <laughs> but like when you play warrior, getting that out of it, if you can't contextualize your weapon usage on warrior, if you can't contextualize the moment, uh, then you shouldn't be on warrior and it's annoying and you'll still be successful on warrior is the worst part. I wish See, I wish you weren't because that's why I felt bad when I was on Warrior for your run because like I felt like that after the run I was like I should not have been on Warrior I should have been on Ninja and like I think Nagling just seems to be better for the warriors that aren't as skilled and aren't as geared because I had better results with Nagling in there. It raises the floor uh, and lowers the ceiling. It's like making yeah. Warrior a blue mage high high floor low ceiling. Yeah, I, it's it's basically how I felt when I was when I was using it and was, I had to switch to Nagling because. Like, I'm not even job master. Like, I'm just, you know, I was basically a pickup. I, I was basically just a pickup warrior that happened to have R25, Sekpata, and Miami. Yeah, and it just... Like, that's it, the only difference. So in this context, when you I said did, before... I an understanding of warrior. <laughs> yeah, sort of. So in this context before, when you said this, having the R25 really matter? So in this context, no. No, it does not matter. You're, you're correct. Outside of getting a little store TP, which would be nice in the hands. Uh, yeah, I mean, it does. doesn't matter. In general, it does matter. But in this context of just farming this with Nagling and, and not being as effective as you can be as a DD, you might as well be on a different job, as you said. Ninja, in this case, you could have been yeah, several other jobs and been more effective. But that's the context, too, of, of not mattering in this case. Does it matter in general? Yes. But in this case, no, because you're already, you're already in a position where you're not. It's like anything else. We talked about Puppet Master earlier in the episode. It's about maximizing all of your stuff so it flows whether you're juggling different attachments to sets, it's about maximizing the way you apply a warrior to content. You're going to do damage regardless, but if you're not maximizing that damage, then you're just there to hope that the bare minimum is, is enough, and generally it is enough, unfortunately, and that's how everyone gets by. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> so having fun with other weapons is also a matter of also being more optimal on warrior, because most don't yeah. change. That's unfortunate. Skill chains matter. I kind of want to give it another chance, but it's really fun if you. I think I'm just a ninja instead, man. To be honest, I mean, I like you more, ninja. You're more comfortable on ninja. It's a, it's just a matter of playstyle too. If you, if you enjoy a ninja and apply it more effectively than trying to, yeah, exactly. If you don't enjoy strategizing around a warrior, which you don't have to, then yeah, be a ninja because you know if, if so. Here, I, I here's the context up. too. If if a warrior can do the bare minimum and not optimize itself for the for the content and not have other weapons and, and still succeed, then a ninja optimizing itself for the content and and being more effective, if the bare minimum for a warrior is okay, then a ninja that knows what it's doing and applies itself to everything is more than okay. 
the reason I bring it up though isn't really just to like keep pointing out like stuff I do. It's all oh, it's about me. It's about me. No, and what the reason I'm mentioning it is I see a lot of people like jump ship off of the DDs that they're working on, right? And decide to be a warrior now because warrior is the flavor of the month. It is when they're probably just going to get a better result just continuing the DD that they're on because they've already put like more passion to it. They already have, are way further ahead on gear. And, you know, it's at the end of the day, like the content is probably going to tie as long as everyone's taking a reasonable approach to it. So I, I don't know. Like I, I see a lot of people like end up in this like weird crossroads of Final Fantasy XI life where they're just like having that, uh, that moment where you got to quit your job and you're, and you have to go get that Ferrari. I'm going to go drive Uber instead of, uh, you know. Yeah. You're having that, that midlife crisis on, on FXI. Warrior is the gig job of this game's economy. Like, war- warrior is cool. You just got to identify whether or not you should actually be a warrior. And I think that's that's kind of like where my perspective comes to terms with it. Is that, yeah, sure. I mean, I have access to gear. I have access to, to knowledge. Um, but it doesn't make me a good warrior either. Well, that's because um, I, just... I might be ahead of pickup warriors, but like it's about identifying what you are good at and doubling down on that because you should you should do that. And you know, I, yeah, I, yeah, I you gotta enjoy. To you gotta enjoy playing the job. It's like with, with any job. Yeah, you'll like, play it better as a result. Yeah, exactly. Like you see, you see buttloads of uh, corsairs and, and and bards and that kind of stuff, but you really notice when a person likes the likes job. Likes to play, playing. yeah. Yeah, and it's not just uh, this is my role set, this is Savage Blade set, let's move on. No, when you see that they have passion for the job and they're interested in it experimenting with it and stuff like that. And that's why it's so nice to have you on our group on Warrior Basing, because when I shout for someone to fill a slot we need, I want to invite a Blue Mage, I want to invite a Samurai, I want to invite a Dark Knight, I want to invite a Dragoon. I don't want someone who has no passion who pulled up a guide, even my guide. If you read my guide, I don't want you because you read my guide. I generally don't want you in general if that's what you did. Uh, but I want to invite one that has passion. So like when we find a bard who has passion, who's there to do more than sing songs, it really shows, and the entire experience for everyone becomes more fun. If, if I have a, someone on Samurai who's doing, you know, Tachigabaku or something, instead of just spamming one weapon skill the entire time never changing weapons forgetting shining one in their mog house like (laughs) (laughs) and then being told to bring it for the next run we're doing back to back and And it goes and then goes whoops didn't bring it after everyone in the party said it 17 times literally uh it's never gonna get old to bring that one up um missing something here but uh yeah (laughs) so Felgar was told to bring Shining One before he went in by me, Fox, and several people and decided not to bring it intentionally because he was intentionally ignoring people like when he was on Black Mage and was given a set to use and said, I'm intentionally not using set for a worse set and I'm never going Black Mage again. So it was it's like that. time AM3 on Massive. It was like that and he performed subpar on Samurai, I said at least, and we're doing back-to-back More runs. And we said, okay, Felgar, bring your Shining One this time. And he said, nothing and didn't bring it so that's the context of that he, he refused to bring yeah. it to like everyone he told him did, several times he did twice in a row on purpose just to be stubborn that's yep. what it sounds like <laughs> and that's that that's when we circle back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast when fox stops letting you come on jobs <laughs> like that that's that's when you don't get to go as a job is when you do shit like that so, yep yeah, i'm not having it uh but yeah so we talked about a lot of Empyreans. Um, 
So what, what's what's up what's up with, with Rivera? So I, I imagine oh, you never well, used you're really that going now. to Rivera Fox. Yeah, we'll go to Rivera because I hate Conqueror. Um, so I mean, it's better than Rivera. Well, it used to not be like Rivera used to be cool now. when DT mattered. Yeah, but I don't know. You you said you made it. Did you make it just to make it or probably? He's got Ragnarok. Just to make it, and I I toyed around with it for a little bit, but yeah, nowadays with all the DT that Warrior has. Nah. There was a time and before new high team battlefields that Bravura was useful as a way to take less damage on Warrior because you had no DT options. It was before yeah. Hajarani, is before Sakpata, but now that exists, so it doesn't do anything. Uh, I could see that being useful uh, a while ago, but uh, yeah, nowadays, nah. And like we said I... earlier, Great X we- weapon skills kind of suck, and Metatron Torment isn't, yeah. So, so you know the the Fomer month, like for Ambuscade, where you have to fight all the ones with the relic weapons and stuff? Like, why can't our warrior's Metatron Torment be as good as that warrior's Metatron right. Torment? Because so when, like in 2017, when that was the first time the Sahagan Ambuscade existed, and I was trying to do VD when it was difficult, and it still is difficult. It's, probably, it's actually still the most difficult Ambuscade to do VD on, I think, out of all the Ambuscades, is, is the Sahagan one. Oh, for sure. Yeah. By a mile. So I was trying to do a VD on that like in like 2017. So I'm cool me, doesn't know as much as I do now by a mile because I didn't know Fox even yet. And I didn't expand my horizons. But I understood that I needed a lot of DPS. I understood that, that I was on Blue Mage because that's me. And I understood that Metaron's Torment is also what a fusion weapon skill. Uh, yeah. Oh, Light fusion weapon skill. So I understood that that was important. I understood that also we're taking a lot of damage and Warrior didn't have any DT options at that point, but I needed a job that did a lot of damage. And I yelled for a Bravura Warrior as someone who could provoke like the Manta and mm-hmm. do Metaron's Torment to skill chain with me on... Uh, I was using Almace because it was before R15s even existed. And I was able to do Savage Blade and then close the extra life... Yeah. I, I, it's been a while until I don't remember the, exactly what the combo with skill chain was, but I needed the fusion from the warrior, and I wanted the warrior to take less damage. So having regen and damage taken minus twenty percent from Bravura was sensible at that point to have that actually yeah. be an option. So that was something, but now now it's not not a thing. So here's a fun thought: the um, the aftermath from uh, from Metatron Torment when you're using Bravura gives uh, damage taken minus twenty percent, right? It must have overcast. So what what's really cute about that? Is Claustrum's aftermath is better. <laughs> Shut up with the Claustrum. It's it's also twenty percent. It's yeah. also twenty percent damage taken, and you get fifteen to take refresh. It's, yeah. it's the opposite with with regen instead of refresh. It's so funny. It's also darkness property instead of fusion too, right? For Claustrum. Uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's darkness distortion. That's, that's kind of funny. So also Bravura having accuracy back then kind of mattered. Maybe it was 18 when it came out. It, it was a, it was many moons ago. Oh, for sure. I mean, just you, you back then you needed the accuracy too because you didn't have all the stuff we have now. Still, it's just Bravura has been completely replaced by an, an ample opportunity of options of damage taken on Warrior. It does not stack past the cap. doesn't let you make any special builds. It, it just, it's been... All relic weapons in general have been thrown to that bin, but Bravura used to occupy like this. I'm an experimental warrior who's got the option of like do fusion weapon skills and do different builds and have like if that regen was higher, it'd even be cool. But at 15 to tick regen's not not cool. Does the yeah, regen even like stack the, with the regen DT? Itself? The DT used to matter. Uh, yeah, yeah. The the regen will stack with other. Okay, regens. so it's like nicer than round. Yeah, yeah. It'd be nice if that regen was like 50 a tick. 
I could see it then being like, hey, it's fifty a tick. It'd be it'd be reasonable for a weapon that doesn't do fucking damage compared to the weapons. Honestly, and the DT doesn't matter anymore. Just get rid of the DT and give me fifty tick regen. Honestly, because it stacks, the fifteen a tick regen is still a perfectly good selling point for this weapon. It's yeah. just the rest of it doesn't do anything. It's anymore. the equivalent of when we're fighting Ubanai and throwing on counter, even though you don't need counter to win and still yeah. doing less damage to survive something you're going to survive anyway and doing less damage. Yeah. Yeah, like if all of Warriors' like best TP options didn't already come with an incredible amount of DT on them, this weapon would probably be better. Yep. But yeah, I imagine yeah, that's exactly the same conclusion you came to, probably. Yeah, same with Ragnarok, really. But uh, it's yeah. even worse. It's just relics showing their age. Yeah. So that's Bravura. Mm. It was, and there are no other Rimas on Warriors. Bravura used to be something you could use in like Wave Three before like people had augments and stuff like it used to be something that was really niche for like serious warriors but unfortunately hey it has it has decreased evasion too right yeah 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 man yeah yeah we're covering stuff so let's go to chongo shall we i think chongo be a or do you want oh, to go right to conquer co- i thought i thought we already covered chongo the last of the remas on warrior <laughs> <laughs> i think chongo should be a default weapon for more warriors than it is your warrior, yeah. who's in this episode, you just haven't heard him yet. Uh, Norchrist uses Chongo as his default to great effect. Yeah, I mean, even, even if you don't have Ukon for Shulsi, I do think that Chongo is a better choice than a so a non-serious warrior using Nagling. Yeah, if you're a serious warrior who thinks about their builds and everything's going right, then I think Chongo's a better weapon than than Nagling and Shulsi. It takes a lot to get to that point with a Chongo, though. Like Chongo. Like you, you have to you have to really take care of it. You have to really take care of your sets for it. You have to get your R fifteen. Like there is still investment that goes into it, but it's really good when you're done. So, yeah, for sure. I have like, an R fifteen mine yet though, but uh, we'll get to that next. <laughs> like it, it, it defies everything that I believe should happen when it comes to damage. Like it has a a much lower FTP. Like the 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 mod is okay, but it's like vit. For some reason, it's better than Hexa Strike. It's really awkward. Like you'd think this would be like spammier than it is, but I watch him like roll up to stuff, and he just one shots it. He just one shots the shit out of it with a fucking with an upheaval on Chengo, and it, it blows my mind. His math look... defies math. Yeah, it, it it doesn't look like it should be possible based on the, the weapon skill stats. But man, this thing is crazy, and I'm not saying it always does. It's just with the with the clear FTP difference between an upheaval. And even R15 Django, like it's not like it looks like it shouldn't even be close, but it 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 does, and it just absolutely like fucking hammer fists mobs. It's it's a crazy weapon. I could also see a case for so Chango's nice too, besides the fact that you do light light kill something. Uh the yeah. fact that it gives the skill chain bonus, just even if you're spamming at 1k, it's it's an extra three percent damage, which it it's something. But it stacks with the other gear you have. So like, Nayame is only 28% skill chain damage. So, if you're trying to skill chain, the Chango adding extra skill chain damage does still matter to your whole outwards DPS. And that's super relevant, especially in, like, Ambuscade. Stuff, t- t- stuff tends to take a lot more skill chain damage when it comes to relevant content in Ambu, as well as, like, CP parties. Same for how I'm not hard on Aeneas, where other people just ignore the fact that Aeneas even exists for Thief and so I love on. Aeneas. Yeah, and, and the same reason I'm, I'm not short on all mace for blue mage especially because it has skill chain damage even though you're not using 
Nayame for your weapon skills, which you can for your second one if you have a special Lua. Uh, I don't. But <laughs> just in general, I have one for Dragoon and stuff. Just in general, the skill chain damage and the potential of these uh, Aeonic weapons and stuff in general for all these jobs, it's it's overlooked and it does more damage if you're using it properly and that's not discussed and it's it's a thing. It's a big thing. So yeah, man, just just what I've seen from from, from Django at R15, it is it is most certainly worth getting to R15. And you never seen anyone running around like like before Nagling existed, every single motherfucker had a Chango R15. Oh, yeah. Every single one of them. And now all you see is Nagling. So yeah, they gave up on it. Yeah, like, I want to invite a warrior, and before Nagling was a big thing, I always want a warrior. And now I just don't want to yell for a warrior, because all I'm getting is these these fucking flavor of the month uh, Kim Kardashian fucking warriors that are just running around like, oh, I saw in this edition's parroted auction house post that a warrior with Nagling is like the best DD to just bring it. It's in vogue. It's 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 like this autumn's fashion sense, and it's just fucking obnoxious because they suck. Yeah, and I want warrior because it's a good job and it does a lot of damage. But I want a warrior that does more than one thing. It's a real good job. Like it's noticeable when warriors are not in our Odyssey farms. It's super noticeable. Basing's been going samurai for like the last two or three runs, and how is that comparing to warrior? It's it's totally different, of course, because uh, you got the the option of of your hybrid weapon skills and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm very big on variation in game. I need to if if I keep coming the same job, I'll I'll explode. Yeah, yeah, kind of. I I just uh, just to keep it fun for myself and to keep my my motivation and my uh, my enjoyment of. of going as those jobs to to odyssey every day and it's nice to 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 switch it up but uh yeah samurai is definitely also as everyone knows a very solid option with hybrids and and uh yeah you can you can use shining one so you got that covered for piercing damage but yeah warrior has all the the three types as they say variety is the spicy rind of life but what do you enjoy more Uh... in (laughs) in terms of what you're doing uh, when you're on Warrior in terms of damage output or how things play or how things feel, what do you, like, like, like more than just wanting variety in life, more than wanting to have that, that threesome, twosome, the gruesome difference in that night, you know, the one night you're doing, what feels better? What feels like, give, give more to like just wanting difference. What do you feel when you play those jobs versus each other? Because Warrior's all about damage. So what do you feel when like the jobs play completely differently? So for someone who's out there want to just be a, a damage dealer, as most people want to be, because the, the, the majority of jobs are damage dealers, like, how does it feel to just jump from one thing you're usually onto something different? And then, you know, the pros and cons of that versus Warrior. Um, it's hard to, to pick one favorite. I, if I, yeah, I'd say about 50-50. Yeah, that's the lame answer, I know. But uh, on some way, well, uh, I mean, that's like asking for a tits or ass man. It's saying you're a tits or ass man 50% of the time. Uh, no, 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 but uh, on Samurai, I enjoy both because uh, on Samurai you can do the lots of multi-stab options, and with the hybrids you have you you get the, those uh, fun cap damage numbers. But uh, that's also what messes up parses, by the way. Um, but if I had to pick one, it would be Warrior, just because of the all the options and with Warcry and Blood Rage and you're not really skill chaining in Odyssey. 
Like, unless it's a Halo mob, you're not really skill chaining at all. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like uh, on Samurai, I can just uh, pick any Halo mob and regardless, just make a multi-step and finish it off. Assuming but, all uh, four people aren't targeting the same thing, which keeps, exactly. keeps happening yeah. in our group. If I'm not too too eager and running Dude, on my they're own. They're going to fix auto-target one day. Uh, didn't they mention it in one of those? The uh, AMA was mentioned thanks yeah. to, shout out to Buki, who mentioned it on auction yeah. house. He was, so Buki's a cool guy. He was in my link show for a while. And um, they just he mentioned on the auction house and he asked in the, in the, the AMA, and they actually responded to him, thankfully, about how it, like, um, it was mentioned in our Discord recently. If you haven't joined a Discord, join our Discord if you want to talk about the game and aren't a piece of shit because <laughs> we i recently demoted someone anyway um it, uh, so it came up in the ama that you know the way it's designed was that when people are facing a target da, 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 it goes a certain way and it's not optimal for having wide groups of mobs that we have now with like omen odyssey and someone on discord recently said that it was perfectly designed i think it was outcast i, th I think it was him he i think he said that it was perfectly designed for having XP parties work. I think it was him. If, if it wasn't him, I'm sorry for giving credit to the wrong guy because I do like our Discord. But he said that it works perfectly where like, when someone's pulling a mob in a distance, everyone changes to that mob in a distance because everyone's facing it. Like if For an XP party where you're pulling like one, two, three mobs, it works really great. And it was designed to work for that. But ever since then, when we have all these multiple mobs everywhere and they're slept and everyone's hitting whatever, it works really, really badly. So hopefully they fix it, but... Yeah, I hope so too. And it's always the the furthest mob. And if there's pets around, it's always the pets. It's just it needs fixing. That's what I want to find. Yeah, the, the pets thing is weird. The pets thing is terrible. The thing you want to fight last, the pet. The thing that might despawn, the pet. Let me let me fight that first. Yeah. Yeah, especially on back in the day on the and then Amazon the the Beastmasters because uh. you go you go on auto target, you kill, and then somehow. A charm land, so uh... it's worked really badly for a long time because in in Dynamis old school, when you have the Hectize pet that cast Breaka on everyone, the worst thing to do is to auto target and wake that up. That's like you'd have to have a mandatory everyone turn auto target off rule because of the Hectize and, and the Scorpions casting Breaka and all that nonsense. I think the Hectize are Dispelga. My bad. Hectize are Dispelga. The, the Scorpions are Breaka. You can't wake the Scorpions up because of the Breaka. Good times. <laughs> it's been a long time. Sorry, I mistook the the Hectize. So we did Chango, we did Bravura, we've touched on Ukon enough to say we've done Ukon, because Ukon's, like, do we want to talk about the Great Axe weapon skills for a second here? Because we talk about the, the FTP sucking, but do we want to talk about, like, like doing... <laughs> they all do the same thing, unless you're using the utility ones, which are pretty fucking awesome. So, critical That's... hit weapon skills. Yeah. For Aftermath. It's, it's not... Terrible, but it's not good either. Like with my R15 Ukon and it's got eighty percent strength mod though, man. Yeah, and with the right said, it's not bad. It says fury. Like, like when I when I gathering TP for uh, put up AM like it does slow. and then use it. It's it's not terrible, but it's it's always like uh, underwhelming. It has an that's... FTP of two Hey, that's higher than a lot of other things we talk about in this game. Having a one FTP, like staff and, yeah. and other things. A lot of it's 1. not a complete 0s. waste. It's not a complete waste. Uh, like getting the TP and then uh, using Uko's Fury uh, for AM, but uh, compared to other weapons where it's like a, just a waste of time. 
So Fox, um, would you say it's aggressively medium or extra medium? What medium would you describe to this, this mediocrity of Ukos Fieri? I'd say it's sadly subpar. Sadly subpar. I think that Ukos Fieri could be fixed by making it a four-hit weapon skill. It wouldn't be Mm. great, but it would be less than sadly subpar and be extra medium, perhaps mediocrity embodied at best, so that... I think... It wouldn't suck. This weapon skill should have the FTV transfer. If if one and, trade yes. weapon skill got it, it should be this one. I think a three four hit with FTV transfer would be absolutely appropriate be for, yeah. especially because evisceration. Uh, uh, back to Hexa Strike, Hexa Strike on Warrior. There we go. I, I, those all have FTV transfer, and and even decimation has FTV transfer. I think Uko's Fiery should have FTV transfer. It's a crit weapon skill, man. Yeah. I think they were following, like, um, at 75, using Raging Rush was cool. <laughs> at 75. So it was King's Justice at 75. But those didn't have FTB transfer. I think they just been like, well, we didn't have them for these weapon skills. Let's keep the theme for Great Axe. I mean, on a list of uh, weapon skills I want to use with Fragmentation. Like... It has Frag. It has Light. Yeah, it has Frag. That is true. It's generally part of a multi-step where you have to close Light or Frag or something. Yeah, and provided that you want to actually multi-step and you, you know, you kind of have to, like, cross this bridge and whether or not you can use King's Justice or Uko's Fury. Like, King's Justice is actually worse than Uko's Fury at 1k TP, but, you know, you kind of, kind of, it's going to boil down to, like, what weapon you're using and, like, what effective TP you're actually at, because it changes depending on your weapon. Like, you get an aftermath from Chango because you're using upheaval like you're supposed to, in which case... King's Justice actually skill chains better with Django, and then because you get more steps. So it, it, King's Justice starts at a 1.0 FTP and goes to 3 and 5, which is underwhelming. But the 2.0 on Anukos Fieri, it's, it's less than the, the 3. So Yeah. It is frag. I mean, so. I, I, I mean someday I'm sure SE will make a weapon that, that pairs with King's Justice that actually improves it in some way, but until that day, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're hoping the game goes on for 30 fucking years then. Oh, uh, yeah. So, I guess, should we transition from... We talked about how, how Ukos is... I think Ukos, if you're a serious warrior and you're, you're intent on being all the warrior that you can be, then having Uko, um, Ukonsavura, is, is a proper choice for warrior because there's been... So, before Odyssey, I could say, why would you make this weapon? So, I'm glad that we're doing this in this two years past Odyssey existing. I'm glad we're doing this the way we are uh, because it, it provides context to how SE will keep creating content. We don't know what's going to happen with, with Omen next month. Or not Omen. Fucking fuck me with all the goddamn names I mess up. We don't know what's going to happen with the the new... Uh, it's called Sorty. They haven't said it's going to be Sorty. Uh, no, it's it's translated to Sorty. It is not Sorty. <laughs> hey, Sorty's French, so we're going uh... to say it's Sorty. So basically, all of the um, the all the skirmishes translate to sortie. Also, oh, oh, yeah, that's what people don't realize. You know, I enjoy eating snails, but I don't enjoy the way they're yeah. using French. So me neither. <laughs> when I was young, I would always tell some person, "What's the point of French?" And every time they would tell me it's the language of diplomacy, and I never understood it. Until now, we're talking about the game. I mean, I, under, I understood the fact that French is literally the language of diplomacy. If you look at diplomatic treaties, it, it's the language of diplomacy. So it's a funny retort. It's actually an intelligent retort. But when we talk about 
sortie being that for skirmish as well. We could say French is also the language of SE's development terms because they're leaving it in French terms. Hey, if it's sortie, I would also I would laugh if they made it sortie, but the funny thing I mean, is that's fine. And like like fuck, like fuck say like Fox said, it's not even true that it's called sorry. Well, it would Funk said it's tentative, as in they call it sorty, it's tentative. Yeah. And based on what Fox is saying, which I don't know where you heard that from Fox. I don't doubt you. I, I trust you 100%, but uh, just the fact that you knew it was Skirmish was also called Sorty is, is funny because that means that they just use Sorty as the working title. So it's also weird, too, that they have the gear plus two. I had seen it in the translation post, actually. I forget where it is, though. It, it's interesting, too, that they have Sorty, uh, like that they have the gear plus two made out, but they don't have the title of the event made out. I guess the gear is yeah. more important, but... So what I actually think is going to happen is they're probably going to reuse the skirmishes. Uh-oh. 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 Sorty, sorty. Yeah. Someone call up Mike Liddell here and tell him his pillow is ready because it's going to be, it's going to be skirmish with verdigerous wailing and ghastly stones. <laughs> I hope you're ready for those stones to skyrocket in price. Hey, I hope everyone's ready for their copper vouchers to be traded in for obsidian fragments for everything right. instantly. And also, I'm, I hope everyone's ready for the fact that they introduced that speed up the waiting for mobs to come to the tent option like five <laughs> years ago. I hope everyone's ready for the fact that that exists now, because I did it before it existed, and it's slow. I just went out and found them and destroyed them. Yeah, but it, it just I'm was sure. sl- when it was slow before they added the whole fact of rush the tent. It was an option you can click for a you need to spend stupid points or whatever, but oh. it makes everything it makes the thing take like a third the time. Because if you yeah. if you sit there in the in the in the Yorcia non alluvian option and just wait, it's like forty minutes of waiting for mobs to slowly walk to a tent. Even if you run out and kill them, they got to spawn still. I have a stockpile of all the uh, skirmish stones and stuff just in case, but... Well, not everyone's as special as you and Abject with your stockpiles of items. Yeah, but I, I'm really hoping that they don't use that as currency, though. It doesn't need to be any more crazy than it I, already I is. I think, honestly, using those stones is a very fair option. It's it's a lot better than using ancient beast coins based on how the content Well, what is. if it ends up being the slit stones and stuff? Slit stones. What about pussies? The, the ones that, that augment the Alluvian skirmish armor. Oh, oh, those are going to pricey too be because no one's no one's farming. Well, that, that's just it though. They would they would skyrocket in price. No one's already farming them, and you also need them for other augmentations that are that are niche for jobs. So it's a bit fast of a cast on every single job in the game. Triple attack on every single job in the game for Herculean. Pet DT and double attack DT, on the jobs that need it. Pet, yeah, other stuff. Pet magic attack yeah, bonus. It's pet for stuff pup and beast. Just get shit on completely. I mean, the DT is not relevant, but uh, occult acumen for black mage and scholar. Um, yeah. Oh, skill chain damage for hands on dragoon. There's, there's other, there's a lot of stuff comes up there. All sorts of shit. But the fact that no one's farming them is the same reason SE sends us back there because no one was farming fucking uh, void watch Coggins cuticles and and other stuff like that to upgrade other pieces of gear, and they sent us back to farm those, and that's. That was even more reasonable than skirmishes, frankly, but there's multiple items for that, too. There's only three stones for skirmish. Make them all whaling stones. Yeah, original skirmish, yeah. Make them all whaling stones. And they all have different flavors. Oh, wait, were you saying they're going to use, like, um, the stones? I think they're going to use all of them. The alluvian stones? Yeah, I think they're going to use both of them. Ooh, ooh, there's enough stones then. There's definitely enough stones then. Because that's, um, that's six stones, right? 
They have the oh yeah. The, well, it's 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 a lot. There's three of each kind. Stones? Or no, there's four of each. Yeah, there's kind. four and three. So it's like twelve more stones on top of it. it would, so I could see them becoming job specific. So the problem is those those alluvian stones come from stupid um, Montrove, but the the first ones don't. But at least the first ones are also obtainable with copper. Oh, the first ones certainly vouchers. do. You you can you can get the other ones from it. Yeah, and they're, they also drop during all the events also. And you get obsidian fragments from farming the stupid ones that no one wants to farm in Skirmish. Like, Skirmish is... When Skirmish came out, it was really fun content. It was, like, the first time they updated Black Mage's magic damage, and you, like, pick Black Mages and spamming Stone 1-2 for damage, and they were, like, doing better than DDs when it first... Like, the first update when it came out. And it's not the case now, obviously, and it quickly changed. But, like, that content was really fun in 2016 or something when it was, was brand new. And I had a good time farming with friends and sitting there talking on whatever. But nowadays, it's not. It's not fun. I'd rather do fucking Void Watch than than Let's do skirmish. Kieran solo, solos all skirmishes. Like like if you can send bots at it like Dynamis, that's something like it won't matter. We could just buy it. Who cares? And that's the kind of like when no one does Dynamis and send bots at. It, as much as I hate people botting and shun them and this and that, like I'm not interested in farming dynamis from forever ago and procking mobs and and like 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 that's that's a very reasonable usage of bots like if i'm not farming up black souls for sushi and no one on the server is it kind of impacts the game in a, in a negative way uh that bots are reasonable for like fishing but when i can't find people to join a group because everyone's botting and selling like points and stuff like that that's, that's a difference there of, of that so that's reasonable that's not i can't see bots working in skirmish it's just not gonna not gonna happen i mean it could but i don't i don't see it happening maybe mules like people bringing mules to like a lot extra stones that would work yeah but i don't use mules and i don't do that so fuck me anyway so to round out the weapon skills though um and it's still kind of attached to weapons uh but there there's like two more that i see are are pretty good, like that aren't just the utility ones, and that's a uh, fell cleave and steel cyclone. Especially for skill uh, chaining, steel cyclone comes into play for multi step. Yeah, and so does fell cleave. Yeah, it uh, it helps you force uh, forces detonation, which is important to make compression and gravitation, or to make gravitation on uh, multi stepping. But um, fell cleave is an AOE, um, does pretty decent damage as an AOE. It's got decent AOE mods, uh, but it's going to be in the low end. You just spam the crap out of it. Um, but Steel Cyclone is interesting because it's actually better for Dark Knight than it is for Warrior, in my opinion, because it stacks with like Hergos, which is yet another Ambuscade weapon. Um, I think the Ambuscade weapon is actually pretty good on a, on a Warrior. Like if you need a great axe and you can't get a Chango for some reason, if you're a new Warrior, like, yeah. yeah, if you're well, if you're a new one, also like, you're competing cool. at that point between Dolakenis, Nagling, and Lycurgos, and I can't imagine yeah. Lycurgos beating out those the prior two. Well, I mean, you say competing, but really it's only competing for uh, the resources of a new player when it comes to getting the um, the Pulse version. Uh, yeah. I can see them having an issue with that. Like, getting the Kaja version of a lot of these is perfectly fine. Yeah, okay, so if you're talking Kaja, but then you also have to justify using Kaja Great Axe versus Nagling. Yeah, and it, it falls behind both Dolakinis and niggling honestly uh, like that's why i say it's more of a dark knight thing because like dark knight does more with like its hp bonus that it has and 
you know, it's it's just like the best great axe option for Dark Knight. So, but I mean, it's worth mentioning because like, you're the, not wrong. The Dark Knight episode, though. Yeah. So I'm not gonna go like super in depth, but you're not you're not wrong to get the Kaja axe or great axe, but it's um. If you're a new warrior too, you also need armor break, and I think weapon breaks underrated too. And these have, the, yeah, it has magic accuracy, which is important and overlooked. So being able to to uh, weapon and armor break with magic accuracy is good, even though it has a fairly high chance of landing. But that's pretty much all I had when it came to like weapon skills. Conqueror, your finest hour still yet to come. Uh oh. So warrior can just like pick up all of the ambuscade weapons and be pretty good at using your them all. myth is still rising conqueror uh there's no such weapon so conqueror <laughs> at the very least at the very least basing is it useful for a macro i yeah it, it is but yeah. it's a, it's a very 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 expensive macro piece hey hey and you lose tp when you do it so yep. it adds an extra eight and a half percent attack bonus and if you're using it, it's like 13 or 14 percent crit but you're not using it you're taking it off and we'll talk about it beyond that i guess but at the very least it is a mythic weapon for a boost to your berserk power so you have instead of 25 percent a 33 percent on your attack which could be the difference between you doing all the deeps and winning the parse and fox what do you win when you win the parse oh daddy's love of course he'll come back from the store yes <laughs> <laughs> that's why I asked. That's why I asked you. Yes, yeah. you will win Daddy's love, and perhaps I mean it's not Daddy's love, Dark Knight, but in this case, it's Daddy's love, Warrior. But still, I think that at the very least, if you it's like the last thing you're doing on Warrior, you got all your weapons, you got everything R twenty five you're doing. I could see making a Conqueror to be like like as a blue mage who's as serious as I am and as the black mage that I've become and the puppet master I've always been my first 75 job da, 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 and eventually making Vajran thief and being very happy to have extra options the very last thing I could see doing as a warrior if I wanted to be all the warrior I can be because let's be honest there's there's several people out there that fit the archetype of like I enjoy being a warrior I want to be a cool warrior I want to do more than just being a a retard with a fucking niggling yeah that's a hard r Hard R. <laughs> yeah, it's a hard R. Yeah, oh, it's not. It's not the last axe you'll make. Then, then I could see. Well, Bravura well, being the last axe, no, just to put in your mind. No, house. I would make. A, I would make a Bravura before a Conqueror. I would not. No, why? The why? last axe. The last axe would be the LeBron James axe. LeBron James axe. Oh, the, the LeBron five. Yeah. Oh, LeBron. Oh, 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 sweet summer yeah, child. Yeah, that's. That is specifically just for subtle blow. Don't Pat see that. Oh well, well. If you if you want a less good Ugon, yeah, guess, you might as well make you Ugon at that point speed, of making SU five. Yeah, it's super cool. It's really cool. No, it's not. It's cool. It's come bad. on, come on. Okay, okay. Let me pull up the SU five here. Yeah, go ahead. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Have you have you taken a look at the SU five? I know I'm scatterbrained oh, here. I know it's my fault. Look at it, but uh, I, yeah, it's very underwhelming. I know it's, I digress. Like, like, like Fox said, if if you want the the crit stuff, just make a Yukon. It's yeah. all about the blow. If you want to do that type of stuff, but okay, I want. like basically the, the path C needs the path A stuff, and the path A needs the path C stuff to be to compete with just getting a Yukon instead, and then like path B is the only practical use for it. In my opinion yep. like it's it's not a like the axe is just bad <laughs> it's 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 like it's 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 like slightly better than the the bunzy chopper 
Yeah, and so expensive. Let me yeah. look at the uh, sale history. Have we mentioned the Bunzi? The so warrior. The whole fucking episode is mentioning. Have we mentioned the Bunzi chopper? Well, really, it's just about weapons and weapon skills because there isn't too much more to a DD. How about the Agwu site? The Agwu site. No. <laughs> okay, so I know I'm scatterbrained as I was saying, but let's finish fucking Conqueror first. All right. I think you'll yeah, get basing a time to review the the LeBron James acts. <laughs> Why is it the LeBron? Oh, the King's Justice. You calling LeBron James the King? No, I'm I'm talking about LeBronda. LeBron. Oh, that, that's LeBron. the name of the SU five. Uh, oh, 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 oh. Okay, 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 okay. On, I know I'm I'm fucking drinking the... All right, so Conqueror. I know New Jersey's got no more super fun sites than no one else, and, and I know I'm drinking the water here, but I didn't know it was LeBronda. So, fucking Conqueror. So for the same hey. reason that everyone always complains about multi-attack gear on, on their jobs, yeah, when, when using a mythic weapon, like it's people are always like, oh, it's cancer. Well, don't worry. On Warrior, you have all this multi-attack gear, and guess what? You now also have the mythic weapon. Warrior that, that boosts is a medium the poster goal. child for having all the extra double attack that overrides yeah. and occasionally attacks twice, thrice. For overriding that, it's the poster child for having all that and having a mythic weapon. Yeah, so what are you doing? You're using this this with Tatanashi gear and exploding? Like, <laughs> Wait, hey, 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 you, you can, hey. You can use hey. it with, like, Hirondi body. Not everyone then... explodes in Tatanashi gear. Just sometimes. Yeah, ninjas don't. <laughs> so, That's correct. Ninjas don't explode. As I talked about, the plus two of the new warrior body come out. It's, it's 13 plus 10. It's not even plus three yet. And DT 13. You also have Hadjarandi, but in this case, the, I mean... The crit's nice, too, but the plus three should be a, a little nicer than Hajarandi. So, if enough gear comes out for Warrior, if enough gear comes out, and having Sam's roll, because you generally have Sam's roll with the Chaos, not Fighters or anything, I could see a world, I could see a world, in where it's arguable if you want to use an Imperial, a Mythic Weapon on Warrior, if enough STP plus gear comes out, because right now, Sakpata's gear is the fucking opposite of being able to use the mythic weapon on Warrior. I let could me, see a world in where you could use it, possibly. Possibly. So, we're assuming we have buffs and everything, right? So, let, let's say you have Sandral. So, why would I want a weapon where 20% of the time to like, oh, let's say 30% of the time, right? I I hit and it gives me maybe like 450 tp it's maybe. better than bravura come on it's better than bravura when i can just use like say literally any other great axe and do like the 100 double attack build so are like we gonna every... compare like kurgos to to <laughs> and get like conquer. 500 tp every every round hey 100 of the time conquer gets that extra critical hit bonus it's it's not good. I know, and I know. It needs more. There's, there's no there's no making it good either. Like it's just hey, not good. Hey, it's better than Bravura. There's no doubt. And I'm and I'm sorry if you're listening and you love your conqueror, but there's a point where you have to kind of come to terms with things. Hey, if I was soloing CP, here we go. I'm making some niche cases. If I was soloing CP, it's not Ragnarok. It, Ragnarok is still worse in my opinion. yes. It, it's wor- Ragnarok is the worst weapon, ultimate weapon. It's not even it should be <laughs> fucking called an ultimate weapon for warrior. It is. Game. But I could see a situation in where you're underbuffed, like soloing with trust for CP, and you bust out your conqueror and go, Conqueror, your finest hour still yet to come. And sing an old song no one fucking knows. Your star's still rising. 
Seer. And just use your fucking Conqueror and, and just go to town. I could see a world in which that exists. You have to have more gear that exists that isn't double attack that you can use that's like good gear, like Hajarandi yeah, style Tatanashi. gear. Yeah, Tatanashi. Yeah. You use this with Tatanashi. Okay. Absolutely. Still. Or like Store TP Augmented Valorous. But like we both know what the problem is with that, especially with content that matters. Old shitty gear. You will just die. Yeah. yeah, you'll you'll simply die. So there's no world in which like so as much as we've been like like Ukons just kinda like for white damage for Odyssey, I'd still rather have an Ukon than a Conqueror, so Oh of course. If we're Ukon prior- is awesome. If we're prioritizing we have Chongo, then we have Ukon. Yeah. And we have Conqueror for macroing. And then we have Bravura for the Mog House mannequin. I don't know, man. I can't rate it in that order. I, I would probably still take Bravura first. And then we have Ragnarok for the Swagalock style. Yep, sure. And Lebronda is a, is a weapon. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, are you ranking Lebronda James above Conqueror? I guess because it takes no well, effort. Well, actually, yes. Yes, because no Lebronda, effort, so Lebronda James, Lebronda <laughs> James here, has subtle blow applications, yes. It, it actually does something. Well, maybe someone went past C. Now, you know, I'm a shitty warrior, though, so I mean, take 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 my opinion with a grain of salt. But man, functionality-wise, I'm never going to I'm never going to build uh, my my DD buffs around a conqueror, and I'm never going to build it around a Lebrunda because there are other jobs they can do subtle blow much much better. So Warwick is yep. to fuck around the wrong weapons and, and even bad weapons. So yeah, Lebrunda has almost the bonus of Berserk on Conqueror by default. So there could be a world where you're using like the Minikin, not Minikin Monstrosity. That's like the the fifty int and refresh magic type bonus. The um, what's the 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 Atma in Abyssia that has critical hit damage plus? Oh, I don't remember. Maybe the, maybe the new content is all about using Atmas from Abyssia, and we get to use these weapons like Conqueror and Labrota. By the way, um, Labrunda actually has more critical hit rate than Conqueror. If you use Pass C. If you use Pass C, yeah. Yes, Pass C is 20%. And honestly, so it becomes essentially... A Karambit. A Karambit with more crit rate. It's, it's TP But less attacks. T- yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool, man. We've gone, we've gone real deep into this episode. So yeah. I think it's worth, if you're... Uh, I mean... I don't know. I'd rather have the Berserk macro versus Subtle Blow Path B Labrunda. I mean, that's, that's like how often are you using a Subtle Blow does, building? Does Embos agree with you? I, well, if you're using Imagine you styling don't have a sub job, you're using Nagling in that case, fighting the AM no. V20. No, you ima- imagine a world where you're styling on Embos with a Labrunda. I don't know that world because you fucking time out in that world. Yeah, it's real bad, right? So I, I don't know, man. Like we call the least, dark night with a fucking apocalypse. <laughs> we go, hey, buddy. At least I I'm can, a little desperate. At least, at least I can strategically use a Labrunda in a fight. I guess I cannot strategically use a conqueror. Yeah, yeah. Well, you macro it. Yeah, yeah and but I'll, I'll watch my warrior like dump their aftermath and or TP for that. Well, and then I'll get real fucking we're, sad. We're back to the whole start of the, the fight. Party. If you're fighting a Boomba or something, and you need to make sure you're using your PDL, and you want to make sure Conqueror will get you there. Yeah. So if you're a Fox Danger, it's true, and you're doing your calculations and go, look, I need an extra eight point five percent attack to cap my PDL and do all the deeps I can do. 
then you get a conqueror you don't get su5 you don't like like you get that it's for that situation that is more likely to be a thing if you're a fox danger than a fucking lebron james yeah yeah the berserk macro you know i'm right it's the redeeming factor i rank that appropriately you don't want to agree because it's such a bad weapon that's right. It's such. It's so substandard. Do you? Don't I, I don't. It well, feels I don't dirty to, to agree. No, it's not that it feels dirty. It's like if somebody listens to this and they're like, "Oh, well, that was that that weapon was reasonably high on the list." Like some <laughs> someone might actually like listen to this and be like, "Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go make a conqueror now." And then what about what have I done? I've just unleashed another conqueror. Hey, I can't. I can't sleep like that. Conqueror at seventy five, <laughs> man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sure was a long time ago. That was sure 12 years ago. Right? I don't know. Like, I can meme on this thing all day, but it's I, I just whatever. Think about there, being 12 years old, Fox. Options. Think about being 12 years old. You had, like, grown up watching Dino Saucers or some 80s fucking cartoon. Dino Saucers. And now you've grown up Gargoyles. And you've grown up, and now no one knows what Gargoyles or Dino Saucers is. Because everyone's not 12. And that's what it's like to have a conqueror. You're like, that's man, a shame because because Will Riker was the voice of Xanatos. Man, I fought Pink Birds with Conqueror. <laughs> How do you know the name of this voice actor? Oh, that's not his name. I don't remember his name for some reason, and I should. Dude, so it's like, man, I fought Pink Birds with Conqueror, and in like 2010, when no one else had Conqueror, 2009, when no one else had Conqueror, when it was brand new in 08 or 09. And it's like, you're like, yeah, I also knew who the voice actor of this this cartoon was <laughs> Saturday morning at fucking seven in the morning when no one was awake except the kids who didn't go to sleep and woke up early and watch fucking Saturday morning cartoons. It's like, man, that was sure cool, wasn't it? And so I'm sitting there on fucking TikTok looking at you like, dude, you see this fucking meme? That's, that's what's like the fucking have Conqueror. Yeah. That's what it's like. So I think that's all the weapons I'm more touched. Like a virgin, yeah. The very first, all time. the ones that matter anyway, yeah, yeah. So you see, a level twenty-five, you can get this. Uh, yeah, no, we're not gonna do that. Apparently, nine LeBron Jameses sold in the month of May for eighty for eighty million. <laughs> Why are people doing this? like the month of May? July only two, so it's. Uh, I you know, guess you say what can make me feel this way. Too many mers in the world. No, that's no. if I if I see a warrior show up with with that axe. I've seen um, it once, one time, and I was like, I, I've never seen this come. I'll kick him from the party. It was capped. Could. I've never seen it. I'm like, you know what? I've never seen this fucking come. And he was underwhelming as fuck. But I'm like, yeah. dude, you cared enough. I, you know, if you care that much, you're in. You're in the group. Which path? Which path? Yes, see. And it was like A or B or Shoal something, and it was underwhelming as fuck. But I'm like, you know what? I, I, is this good? I, let's, let's see. Let's just come on. Let, let's let's do something sad. Come on, come on, enjoy this pity party. The powerful 1K 40% crit rate Uthus uh, <laughs> Furies. Yeah, you can go as high as 75% at 3K. You don't even get to 100 with that thing. Wow, fucking powerful. <laughs> so powerful. Uh, so what have we not touched on for Warrior tonight? I mean, we're not. Well, just... they have weapons and they do damage with them using weapon skills. They should skill chain, as all jobs should, which we talk about every yeah. fucking episode. I mean, Dola like, Kennis was go but... deep on on weird concepts like like you know tanking on warrior and stuff like that, that but it's not really needed. No, 
because it's basically everyone can do that. I really yeah. have a blue mage do that. Fuck it. Yeah, well, I mean, everyone can do it. Like, it's not it's not special for a warrior to do it specifically. So it's not really just have DT sets, I guess. Like, the Dark Knight. I, I didn't. Stun. I didn't do my normal. I didn't do my my normal. You should have the DT sets we're talking about thing, but yeah, you should probably have the DT sets we're talking. <laughs> Suck about Suck about yeah, sure. There you go. We're done. Hajarani, you're done. Even Hajarani's like about to be put in the fucking garbage bin at this point. It's got no magic, anything. Yeah, but I'm not actually convinced you need it on every piece. I think you should have it on an overwhelming number of your pieces, yeah. But if you want to sacrifice like one slot for not having magic evasion, I think you're fine, generally. I will say, though, there's something Carrot said during this episode early on that I could not inject because we were in the middle of the episode. But when we're talking about the Limbus, uh, Apollyon, and Timenos thing, Carrot said, just think they have a chance to make Homem Gear purple too, their obsession with purple. Purple oh, home oh, gear. Man. That would be so ugly. Purple. Purple Nashira gear. Oh, it's ugly. It's ugly. Dude, I, w- I would wear those crushed purple pants. I'm tired of this purple crimson shit. Like they did in the Yame, like this purpley crimson. I, I don't like Dude, the Dude, they, they only know how to change one alpha channel. Come on. The purple. Yeah. They only know how to, to adjust the blue hue. It feels like I'm the opposite of royalty when I wear those things. Lock style was the greatest addition to Final Fantasy in all of its existence in 20 years. Prove me wrong. That's right. How else would I open hand backhand things with my paladin? How else could I be a pirogo? Yeah, man. True. Or a spriggan. My shield bash is like straight out of Sean Connery's playbook. My shield bash also has to spell because sometimes you just have to slap a woman around to keep her in her place. Yeah, dude, it's a backhanded justice. Sometimes, it's so good. Sometimes when she gets a bit mouthy, you have to turn around and put on a place. <laughs> That's what he said. R.I.P. God rest Sir Sean Connery, a slapper of woman and keeper of places, would never use a conqueror in his existence. Welcome to the rock. It's true, he wouldn't. He's too much of a chad. I would never use a conqueror. I would use a LeBron James. LeBron James. That's a good line. Sean Connery would never use a conqueror. I would never use a conqueror. I've conquered every woman I've ever seen. If you can learn anything from this podcast, it's that Sean Connery would never use a conqueror. I wouldn't even macro it because the mob's dead as soon as I look at it. It's a very important point. I don't need a macro piece. I just look at the mob and say, die. (laughs) So, besides Sean Connery, is there anything else we touch on, Warrior? Not really. Sean Connery is a big part of it, so I don't know. Don't be afraid to sub ninja and use Dolly. Yeah, I think this whole episode, I think Dolly Kennis was the if you don't talk about it on Warrior and don't have it on Warrior, you better fucking do it and have it. I think that was the star of the episode, especially in enabling fragmentation world, Dolly Kennis shining through. Uh, And if you're a serious warrior, definitely go make an Empyrean because it's going to help out your Odyssey group. Yeah, and uh, with the upgrade to Empyrean coming for Fencer on the legs, plus two, three. It even shines more for, for Dolakennis in this example we had here, too. So, I mean, well, TP bonus doesn't get... Well, actually, no, it's wrong. It shines more for Nagling, because you don't get shit for TP bonus on, on Dolakennis. The critical hit rate doesn't do shit. Take away... Everything I said was just wrong there, so ignore what I said. Yeah, it's not even critical hit. Yeah, yeah ignore every single fast I just said here. So, just Dolakennis in general was the star of the episode, I think. Yeah, and if you're a warrior, get your Imperium pieces ready yeah. to avoid claiming. To avoid people. having to fight Lord Ruthen for a Ruthen's Nail to upgrade your Imperium plus three, or, or also Ancient Beast Coins times 1,000. Yeah. Times 1,000. 
All the bazaars, oh. all the bazaars in Rulu to Rollenberry. Oh man. It's Rollenberry Bazaar. I'm good on that. So Basing, <laughs> what is your favorite football club? Would you like to give your football club a shout out? Manchester City. Ew, what the fuck? I'm sorry to ask that fucking question. Manchester? I don't even hey, follow football and I have never would never pick an English team. I I don't support it for the, the city, it's for the club and I, like with I, any I, sports I, team and any sports fanatic out there. You're knows. the equivalent of a fucking Patriots fan. Come on, get out of here. So <laughs> I don't know what that means. It's an American <laughs> football. So, I, sorry, I know what football, Patriots, football thing. Uh, I know what the Patriots are, but um, oh yeah, they cheat. <laughs> well, deflating and and and, and deflating balls and bell checking oh, and, and and you know reading people's you know playbooks. Manchester City is kind of the opposite of that, then, because they're owned by this uh, oil shake from the Middle East, so they're like chic, insanely <laughs> oil shake. You just drink it and die. Insanely rich and an oil uh, shake. Not that it matters, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a good team, but it's not what why I support them. It's just uh, Vincent Company, this uh, Belgian defender. I'm, I was a fan of his like since I was a kid, and then he, when he joined City, I started supporting them long ago. That's the story of City. <laughs> Way to do it for a specific fucking reason other than I was born there. Because that's usually people's reason for picking a team. Yeah, and... and it's local. And, in European football, uh, sadly, a lot of people support like Real Madrid or Barcelona, like all over the world, but just because it's a well-known, popular, successful team. But when I started supporting Manchester City, they were like, they hadn't won anything or any titles or leagues or anything. So, yeah, that's the difference. So sometimes when you're making a Fankuchen in your, your neck of the woods, you know, you shake your oil up. But sometimes when you're making a Hootenanny, as it's called in America. You don't shake your oil. So I would never pick <laughs> these clubs. You know, they share a name with the Manchester Orchestra, so they can't be bad. I, I prefer the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's the same thing. I made lazy Fankuchen this morning. It was it was delicious. Anyway, um, thank you, Basing, for coming on. And thank you for having me. Yeah. Is there any other warrior knowledge that we've missed out on before we wrap this up? We've said it loads of times in this podcast, but um, if you're a warrior, look beyond full-time sakpada and nagling. Explore your options. That's all I can uh, say, really. That's all I can beg. That's all I can beg you to do. Yeah, yeah, that's more accurate. Slightly begging. Pleading. Pleading for you to be a warrior you can be. Yep. Investigate your job and learn whatever it can do. Please be curious. More more bi-curious than curious, George. Yeah, curious enough passion for the job you play. Else, don't play it. <laughs> if you're not by curious, um, <laughs> just play a different job. Yeah. But thank you, Basing. It was nice to have you on again. You know, Dr. Green Thumb. Got the DEA in check. Always a pleasure. Coming to you live from Germany. <laughs> <laughs> that corner of Germany that borders the coast that's not the Baltic, but still mm-hmm. the Baltic. <laughs> and thank you, Fox, for your warrior insights. You were... Profoundly warriorish. Yeah, but I'm bad at it. Mad warriorish, if I have to say so myself, my warrior, my Nubian brother. Mm. Yeah, thanks, guys. It was cool. Uh, I'm actually glad I got to talk about something that I'm not good at because it gives you some perspective into it, I guess. I think I should, every time we talk about something, it gets exciting to play something else. And I think that's also part of the game is 
is getting excited about things that you like. We know Warriors there. Every fucking like Warriors, the most obvious boil on this game's ass, and everyone knows it exists, and everyone knows what it's for, and then all this nonsense. But just every to, account comes standard with one. Just to talk about a warrior is kind of just like you know, I could see doing that for a second. Let me let me look at my warrior Lua, my 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 Gia and everything, and, and let me let me get into the the swing of things here, and just just have fun. So like like Basin goes samurai some nights, and he goes warrior most of the nights, and, and things like that. Uh, sometimes Corsair. And it just that's that's exciting. So just having the option and, and knowing that there's more to it than slapping Nagling and R zero on and, and sucking dick is you know the whole the whole point of the episode. So exactly, yeah. So if anyone has any emails or wants to join Discord, you know our Discord links in the description. You know you might not have fun, but fuck you, we do. And otherwise, you could always send us an email at what is the email, Fox? Uh, WTF in Vanadeel at gmail dot com. Yes. So if you're like Chuck slash Mike Liddell, no, no, there's no three L's there, just two, first and, and last L. Uh, send us an email again. Tell us how you feel about things. Tell us what you thought and any feedback. If you're like uh, Ben from Alaska and leave comments every episode, because Ben is our number one commenter, and I've never gotten enough shout outs before today. So thank you, Ben. I hope your time was respected, although you're in Alaska. So what the fuck is your time worth? <laughs> you get paid to be there. No one wants to be there. Come on, let's be real. You got roads that freeze permafrost. No one gives a shit. Russia says they can take you back because no one else cares and, and, and you were part of Russia for longer. Who cares? Anyway, thank you, Ben. They did say that, by the way, that they can take your regular go back whenever they want. Um, that was recent. Otherwise, uh, that's about it. I'd leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Just kind of interesting as people say. And that's the whole idea. So... And that's about it. Anyone else have any other feedback? No, I'm good. Not really. Okay, Fox. Say your magic words. Okay. Uh, later, guys. <laughs>